You cannot get katana sword by stealing. It is a very special sword. You must earn it. I wasn't going to steal it. You didn't flinch. You have fighting spirit. You're not gonna call the cops? Not if we make a deal. What kind of a deal? Hello and welcome to a 60MW Spotlight Reflection Movie Show. I'm Chris and as always I'm joined by my high-kicking man with the buns of steel. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. What kind of a deal? It's like I've just had deja vu. I that's know, a, I know, a, I know. And no one knows that but now you're going to tell them that and then it's all going to be fucking with people's minds <laughs> well well i might as well tell people um i should have just kept it quiet because nobody would have fucking known. <laughs> but then people would be thinking why are you saying deja vu anyway so yeah we we started to record this show last week um hello everybody uh but i, I all of a sudden got very unwell I, I couldn't stop coughing basically i had a bit of a coughing fit and then um yeah uh so we kind of scrapped the recording after about 10 minutes and then a week later, as you can tell by my dulcet tones, I am fighting fit again and getting back to normal. Been looking forward to this. Um, I think you know, it's one of those things that you look forward to something so much and then, you know, something happens. But we won't let a little cough get in the way of, uh, of our enjoyment of, of this particular film. Apart from when we did last week. Well, apart from that, obviously. But... <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. So, anyway, how the devil no, are you? No, not really. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I like I like repeating bits of my life because I'm old enough now where I've got so much time where I can just relive the same moments again. I don't feel like I'm wasting any of it at all. Yeah, I know. I, no, I know we don't necessarily talk about video games so much, but on that particular point, how yes. how do you feel about replaying video games? Like, because there's so many out there, you know that. Uh, these days but i generally always at some point like i'll replay resident evil or you yeah. know my favorite your favorite games but you think about it well that's still like 11 or 12 hours of your life that you're not going to get back or or re-watching a film that you love you know is it better to watch something new or is it better to play something new what's your stance on that well, no because like a lot of new things are shit because everything's better when we were younger, because that's just what happens when you get old. Everything's better the way it was rather than the way it is. Yeah. But um, game-wise, I'll I will yeah I'll, I'll go back and play the odd bits and bobs, or I might go back and start and finish a game that I never quite completed. Right. But I've I've got such a backlog of shit I've never played or played so briefly that I I am attempting to go through a few of them. Right. That's so... sort of how I do it. Films I'll watch my favourite ones every now and then, and you know there's. There'll be a couple at Christmas that I'll watch. Um, but, yeah, it, it, films is very much a mood thing. I've got I've got films I'll watch a lot. 
but not not like every week. But I can guarantee I'll, I'll watch them at least once or twice a year, sort of thing. That's probably as, as big as it gets as far as repeating myself. I think. Uh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, so it's interesting. I mean, it's a nice little segue there. What you said about uh, you know, I suppose, is it are things better now or better then so that's the whole point of the show isn't it to go back and re-watch the films that we watched when we were younger to de- decide whether or not they are still good or not or if mm. it was a hazy memory of our immature minds that make, made yeah. us think god oh, that was a good film but actually it's not so yeah, but by immature minds we could be talking up to when we're about 30 35 and it's fine true and also i still class myself as fairly immature so you know yeah. but uh with a slightly more refined palette of film watching that made me sound like a right twat anyway yeah I, i'm not i drew eyes on my ass cheeks earlier and then just started pulling them apart while singing opera sounds into the mirror oh over. there you go have you ever watched ace really. ventura god not for not since probably not since it came out uh well he does think similar i think he does, does. he yeah he does he eats he, he doesn't draw things on his bum but he bends over and pretends he's talking out of his ass yeah, but if you're not going to draw eyes on it, it's not a character. Oh, uh, <laughs> there is that. So, yeah. anyway, we've danced mm. ar- we've danced <clears throat> around it enough. So, um, yeah. the uh, the film that we talked about in our last show was your pick, uh, which was Return of the Living Dead Three. Yes, um, what a pick! Hmm. What a pick it was. Oh yes, tremendous. Um, uh, but it was fun, fun one to record. To be fair, so um, the film mm, not so good, but the actual, <laughs> you know, show was very good. Uh, but then, so it was on to my pick, and I thought, what do I pick? I really was struggling. I must admit, even though there's so many films I could have chosen, uh, but in the end, I plumped for uh, 1988's Bloodsport with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. It it feels like one of those films that kind of had in our back pockets. Yeah, because we'll know we'll probably possibly like it. It's it's not a safe bet, but it's a safer bet than say Return of the Living Dead Three. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But it's a strange one because um, when I started to look at it, and and uh, you know, I've got this image in my head of Bloodsport that it's a film I've watched loads and loads and loads. But when I think about it. It's a film I watched loads and loads and loads when I was a kid, but not so much as an adult. I've watched mm-hmm. it probably periodically in the last 20, 30 odd years, maybe. Sort of, a, yeah. I don't know, maybe, oh, maybe it probably might even be like once every five years or five or ten years. But as a kid, I just watched it constantly, you know, it was in rotation as one of those films that I just loved and rented yeah. and re-rented. And the and the, the the man at the video shop loved me for it because you know, just well yeah because you probably rented it more. You could have bought it from Woolworths for cheaper than it was for you renting it all the time. Yeah, but then I think as we said before, generally speaking, ex rental videos that weren't on general release, you could buy them from HMV and places like that. But they were like seventy or eighty pound. Um, yeah. Well, I ain't got that fucking money when I was fourteen or fifteen or <laughs> younger. True, true. So oh, I remember uh, Ritz, which then became Blockbusters. Ritz videos. Remember they used to they, they used to quite often always have a sale of their ex rentals in there, but mm. they'd put it on at reasonable prices. Always be obviously they've got a current constant influx of new films. They'd have baskets of. I'd love to go back there now and have a shuffle through them. Yeah. And see what's actually there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Bloodsport for me. I think the first time I watched it, 
was at my nan's house and I've said many times uh, I've watched loads of films at my nan's house some of which we've spoken about in our, um, our spotlight reflection movie shows uh, blue jean cop being one of them and um you know, my, my nan's house on a Friday and Saturday night, or whenever I was there, would always be, there'd be a new film to watch, you know, whether that would be a martial arts film or an action film or something, Robocop, Predator, you know, we're into that sort of like uh, um, Beetlejuice, that yeah. mid to late 80s uh, sweet spot of yeah, films. what we consider that period of like a gold mine of excellence. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so you were you around there every week? Yeah, pretty much because my mom and dad worked all the time, so I spent a lot of time at my my nan's. You house. do know they weren't working at the time. Hmm. You do know they weren't working when you were around your grand's uh, that night. I don't know if they were shagging. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that. Yeah. Oh, we just off to work, son. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was that was their one night of the week where they could rut without fear of you walking in the bedroom or hearing anything mm. well um I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that but um yeah it was it was just definitely a good time to watch films because at well 1988 this was released so probably 89 i would imagine when it came out on video um yeah. i would have been uh 12 11 or 12 and so watching films at that age, and it was also watching films that clearly I shouldn't have been watching at that time in my life. Lots of violence, lots of swearing. Um, you know, it was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, a passage, wasn't it, when you first started to be able to watch films? When you finally found an adult who really didn't care what you were watching that much? Yeah. And they just let you get on with it. That was fantastic my mum just rented stuff in the end she just because i kept asking i think she just gave in in the end yeah i just started renting things thinking well if it, if it gets too scary and that you won't get any more and they never did i was like excellent yeah so um and that as a result you know watching martial arts films like this uh we, you know we, I, i've kind of grown to love martial arts movies and uh this was my introduction to jean-claude van damme as well and then he went on to have a massive career after this um and you know, for a period of time in the again the eighties and nineties, he was huge, and you know was was one of the biggest stars in the world. And well, he, then... he was, but he wasn't. Mm? I know he was. He was, but if you actually look at like look at his films and like go through his filmography, how big were his were his films in reality? They weren't. They weren't massive, were they? Not if you compare it to like who's obviously who's compared to Stallone and Schwarzenegger of the time. Yeah. But compare the films that they were releasing compared to compared to Van Damme's films. Like, which ones actually became big? You know, everyone knows Bloodsport. Everyone knows Kickboxer. Um, in reality, probably F Universal Soldier was his next yeah. big hit, which was which weren't great. And after that, what Hard Target? Hard maybe? Target, yeah. And then Time Cop was fairly successful, yeah. I think. Yeah, time, yeah, time cop and then Street Fighter. Yeah, but then after that, you know, the the odd thing, but nothing, nothing major. He never, never had like a, never had a film akin to like Predator or, well, Rocky, Predator, Demolition Man, Commando, Conan. Never had anything, you know, quite at those levels. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, and also, obviously, talking about Stallone and Schwarzenegger, I guess that they had 
not so much Schwarzenegger. No, Schwarzenegger did. Of course he did. He had Terminator. But I'm thinking like uh, with Van Damme, he never really had a franchise, did he? No. No, he didn't actually, did he? He he, he always, I mean, to be fair, he he made a lot of his films are all the fucking same. But, (laughs) you know, he does the same things. He does the splits. He does his spinning kick, you know. Gets his buttocks out. Gets his arse out. Yeah, that kind of thing. But he's never had... I suppose, aside from Universal Soldier, where he's returned in some of the later sequels. Yeah. But he's never really had a franchise, has he, to back, yeah, fall back ne- on? He, yeah, he hasn't had a character or a franchise, has he, at all. I mean, the, the irony that Bloodsport goes into many a sequel, um, but he's not in any of them. And I'm sure there's... Oh, there's loads of sequels to Kickboxer as well. Um, if we talk about Universal Soldier, I don't know if there's anything... Don't know if there's a Time Cop two or a Time Cop three electric dinosaur boogaloo or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, well, he, for, I'm sure that there was a Time Cop TV show. Um, Ooh, you could be right there. Very short lived, but I, I, yeah, he wasn't in it. But so yeah, it's just uh, well interesting. Like I said, that you know, um, it, oh, he was in um, kickbox a couple of the later kickboxer films as the yeah. I think he was as the sort of um, the, oh, was he Mickey? The master type dude, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't think he'd been in them. Yeah, I suppose Stallone always had a. I mean, Stallone had a choice, didn't he? He could either just do a Rambo and do or do a Rocky whenever, whenever he was uh, sort of slipping out of the limelight a little bit. Yeah, Arnie had Terminator, which was you could always sort of churn. Well, I say churn him out. They didn't really churn him out until he stopped stopped being in them properly. There was a fair gap between all of them. Yeah, but he was. I think he was big enough to sort of carry all the single films. Yeah, definitely. So, um, how about you? What was the first time you watched this film? Do you remember? This would have been a rental when I went through probably one of my first martial artsy phases. I'm pretty sure in the space of three weeks, because I've been on a bit of a horror binge, and I'm sure in three weeks it was Bloodsport, then Kickboxer, then King of the Kickboxers. Oh, wow. And then after that, I I think I took a break. (laughs) Yeah, well, King of the Kickboxers might have done that to you. Yeah. I might, I might have done Cyborg around her at the same time. Yeah, I, I can remember Cy- very little about it. No, so I, I watched Cyborg a few weeks ago, and I, I, Cyborg's one of those films. I don't think it, I, I've never really thought it's a very good film, particularly, and I've, yeah. it's always been one of Va- Van Damme's lower key. I, you know, I, I choose to watch something else, but I thought, oh, I'll, I'll watch it. It was on Amazon, um, and so Amazon Prime, so I watched it. It's a slow fucking film. It's even the fighting slow. It's that's, just that's all I remember is it's not very action packed. I was thinking about possibly doing it at some point, but if you only watched it recently, I'll, I'll I'll leave that one. But all I can remember it was fairly slow. Uh, the main antagonist didn't seem to be in the film much, and all I can remember at one point is is sort of roaring and saying fucker. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, whenever they a fight in some rain or something, maybe. That's right. Yeah, that's the. Final and I think fight, maybe yeah. maybe the there was a lady who got one of her boobs out to try and, um, to try and get Van Dam to get sexy, but he didn't. He he wasn't having it. No. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, uh, should point out this isn't our first Van Dam uh show. We we did talk about a wall, um. All the way back in June of 2020. <laughs> wow, and we're on the cusp just of the 2024, three, isn't that? Just mad? the three and a half years ago. So uh, yeah, uh, but we did Christ. enjoy that film, and that was always yes. one of my favourites. Again, 
you know, from the early Van Damme, shall we say. So go go to 60mw.co.uk if you want to check that one out. Um, heartily recommend you do. All two hours and 37 minutes of it. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, as you mentioned, uh, Bloodsport did spawn some sequels. Um, so you got Bloodsport, well, not for a while. So Bloodsport was um, released in the US in 1988. Uh, and then in 1997, you had Bloodsport 2, the next Kumite. Crikey, it took a while for the next Kumite to happen, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, you'd think, generally speaking, that you get sequels relatively soon after the, you know, the success of the, the original film. Yeah. But it's sort of nine years after the movie, that's... Do you think it was a rights thing or something? Maybe the rights came up or got given up or something because nothing was happening with it and someone just snaffled it and decided to make a, a string of director-video sequels. Yeah, I honestly don't know. But uh, And then in 1998, so they had, about, fucking, they had a mad flurry on them. So um, <laughs> in 1998, Bloodsport 3 was released. Um, and then in 1999, Bloodsport 4, The Dark Kumite. On that one, I mean, I, I watched the trailers for all of them. Uh, to be fair, the, the two and three looked terrible, yeah. but the fighting looked okay. Yeah, I think. And then the dark Kumite, wow, that looked really, really bad. I mean, there's a woman in it when she when she's acting, even in the trailer. I mean, that must have been her best moments as well. But she make she's up there with Young Frank from Bloodsport as far as uh, delivery of lines and. Oh, it's shocking. Yeah. Bloodsport 4, the trailer for that, I've never seen these films, but I watched the trailers. It looked like a softcore porn film. It was weird. It had that that sort of soft focus, didn't it? Yeah. And then, like, you know, he's kind of... Oh, there is. There's a bit of... Bit of a sex scene, isn't there? In the trailer. In the trailer. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I I mean, she's got clothes on. Yeah. So it's sort of very, very soft. It also made no sense they call it a kumite when the whole kumite is supposed to be some sort of ancient tradition and that one just seemed to be a ruck in a prison. Yeah, but yeah pretty much. But uh, anyway, then, then according to this, um, in 2017, there was a film called Lady Blood Fight. Um, <laughs> was that the actual like Western name or was that just a translated name? No, that is the Western name. Which Lady Blood Fight. Yeah, which apparently is, uh, it is the fifth installment in the Bloodsport series Ooh. um oh okay and uh so it's, uh, it says here starring stunt woman amy johnston as an american fighter who travels to hong kong to participate in an all-woman kumite so I... okay but all okay i mean looking at it it's not had it, it's um not had bad reviews and apparently the, the martial arts and it's supposed to be decent so you can't do a bad review because it's an all-lady film i mean just do a mixed film so anyway, um, yeah, but there you go. That so uh, in terms of the original Bloodsport, that did phenomenally well. I think the budget was about one and a half million dollars, um, and it made over over fifty million. So not bad. That's not bad, is it? Really? And what what you could do for? I mean, it's hardly the it's hardly like a, a cinematic masterpiece, but you know, one and a half million. That wouldn't even get. That doesn't even buy your lunch budgets on films anymore. Yeah, um, and then so. Looking at the the director um, of Bloodsport, so uh, it's a guy called Newt Arnold, 
Um, newt or newt? N- newt. Well, or newt. 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 Well, it's N E W T. I think it's short for Newton. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, but looking at this, or, or, or and and newt. It no, doesn't work. Carry on. <laughs> looking at this, right? He only directed three films. So. In 1962, a film called Hands of a Stranger. Sorry, 1962? Yeah. Uh, in 1971, <laughs> Bloodthirst. And then in 1998, uh, sorry, 1988 even, uh, he directed a film, obviously, Bloodsport. But if you look at his credits as a second unit or assistant director, he's worked with some incredible directors. Uh, if you look at some of the stuff that he's done, um, he had some uh he was an assistant director on the godfather part two okay um you know and then he was involved with um uh blade runner he was the first assistant director in that uh he, he uh, was uh, an assistant director in war games the goonies um uh, I'm just flicking through his imdb and he's uh, uh james cameron again with the abyss um, so he's, I mean, he's, a re- he's a reliable second hand then yeah well exactly so you think I mean you know I suppose it's a bit of a surprise that he didn't make more films but that some of the stuff he's been involved with yeah the, the types of film he made as well yeah because working with all of those people you think he would have picked up some really good cinematic techniques well yeah at least um, but we'll, we'll obviously get into the, the film itself and how it looks and and everything but uh so yeah it's um according to imdb it's an hour and 32 minutes long which is a couple of minutes bang over on. our i suppose bang. perfect give it give it that with credits it's bang on bang it's, on the money it is bang on uh and it's got a 6.8 out of 10 on imdb out of 92,000 ratings um it has uh, a metacritic should we have a look at the metacritic jesus i know Wow, is that the lowest we've had? It's pretty crap. I mean, <laughs> what? Wow! It's so there's there's only um, five ratings, but it's twenty nine. That's shocking. I mean, it's lower than Return of the Living Dead three. I know that's that's well, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> so, well, there's three mixed and two negative. So, shall we? Shall we have a look? Uh, yeah, you do the first one. You okay. pick one. I'll I'll go Los Angeles Times because they've given it a whopping score of fifty, um, and they say hacking through the jungle of cliche and reservoir of bad acting in Bloodsport are pretty exciting. Uh, bleh, are some pretty exciting matches. It all boils down to a confrontation between a clean cut noble warrior and a snorting apish dirty fighter. As usual, it's no contest. Hmm. Okay, so I'll go with one of the bad ones here. Um, right. The Chicago Tribune uh, gave it 25. The fight scenes are staged cleanly enough by Newt Arnold, a veteran assistant director, Sam Peckinpah, among others, uh, making his direct uh, making his debut at the helm. But the contest format is hopelessly repetitive and inert. Um, the characters would seem underdeveloped in a comic book and the restricted setting ensures that the action will never develop any real... I'll click to read more. (laughs) ...in any real scale or velocity. The Chinese may take it on the chin in Bloodsport, but their own movies are infinitely better. 
Uh, you sure do want more. Do want more. Oh, I don't know where to go. Where to go? Um... Ooh, oh, I'll, I'll take another bottom feeder. Uh, it's the Miami Herald who have also given it 25. Why have they only... Why do they only give them like 25s? Why does no one ever give them like a 10? I'm pretty sure 25 is the lowest we've ever seen, and that's all we've ever seen as far as low scores go. Anywho, uh, they say, Bloodsport offers some lurid but fascinating bits. Chief among them, Van Damme, his feet tied to two poles, performs horrifyingly painful splits. Otherwise, Bloodsport boasts bad acting, bad photography, and a bad script. So much for the art of motion pictures. What do they fucking know? Anyway, um, then the user score... Um, it's got 7.7, 7, um, so it, it does, I suppose, you know, like I say, balance it out. That Obviously, the critics are way off target when it comes to the, the actual, yeah. what the fans think. So, um, yeah, uh, the other thing that's worth noting is the song in it, Fight to Survive. Um, so, Stan Bush was involved in that. I just like saying Bush, but... <laughs> um, I looked at this. Now, Stan Bush is uh, probably best known for the song The Touch from Transformers the Movie. And what a song. I could, which, which, which song in this film is, is this is the song we're talking about? Um, the, the... Kumite, Kumite. Oh, right, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, of course. It, yeah, sorry, a bit of spaz. Uh, but he also did a song for Kickboxer. Um, so, yeah. But there you go. Uh, so that was thought that was some interesting. But because uh, I didn't know that, I didn't know that he did the song for Transformers the movie. Here's a fun fact: I've never watched Transformers the movie. You tit. I know. I've watched the fucking stupid Michael Bay film, but I've never watched the oh, actual cartoon. Really, really. I, I know. I know. I've got. I mean, I've got. I've got. I've got a rose-tinted hazmat suit on for the Transformers the movie, and I know it's probably crap, but fucking soundtrack is amazing. Is it? Oh, it's outstanding it's the greatest uh it's the greatest hair metal soundtrack in any film i think really yeah um so um just looking at that because the other thing as well i'm just going back to the sequels um uh, for Bloodsport 2 and i know i'm probably laboring the fact so th- there's um james hong uh appears in that who good old james hong james hong who's lopan from mm-hmm. um uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Pat Morita's in that. Yeah. Also, James Hogg was also in uh, Golden Child. Oh, yes. Watched that as well. Yeah, he was the father. So he, He's never aged. He's always been 90. Uh, yeah, he, he always looks like ancient David Lopan. Um, <laughs> and then also in Bloodsport 3, you've got John Reese davis um, old um, oh, Gimli and, uh, and yeah, and uh, Salah um, asps very dangerous. Um, Indiana Jones, what's his what's his name in that? Salah, that's the one. Yeah, uh, and then in four, there's nobody. Uh, no, oh yeah. Anyway, um, so oh, quick question. You might know the answer. You might not. Yeah. Is is any of the sequels got anything to do with Frank Dukes? Dukes. Frank, no, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't think because so. this is allegedly based on true events. Yeah, it should say. So the story of Bloodsport, which we'll, we'll obviously get into, is the the allegedly uh, true story of Frank Dukes, um, who was involved with the film. I think in, with some choreography and other bits, but he, I think he spun a tall tale about <laughs> this yeah. this underground um, fight 
club type, you know, martial arts tournament. And um, and then obviously that's where the back the, the movie came from. But yeah. I think he's, some of the things he's said, you know, have been debunked or. Yeah, I've, I've never read into it, but I heard that the I heard that some of the tales are slightly contentious. Yes, yes. I can imagine him just being on set going, uh, yeah, and then I uh, then I did this and then I did that and then I fought the giant evil crab or whatever. And, uh, and, the, and the monkey man, um, yeah. you know. And, and Canon being Canon just go, yeah, it's all true, all true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of the cast, you've obviously got Jean-Claude Van Damme who plays Frank Dukes, uh, Donald Gibb who plays Jackson, um, now, he is he not in the seat? Is he not in number two? So apparently, yeah, he appears in number two, but I, I've never seen number two, so I don't know if he's in it for five minutes or if he's in it for the rest of the film. I, or what happens to him? I know. imagine he dies. Oh, really? I'm just guessing, but oh. you know, yeah, um, wouldn't surprise me. Um, this isn't the first Donald Gibb film that we've actually spoken about, um, believe it Ooh. or not. Uh, I, I think I spotted him, but he was in when we, oh, when we talked about any which way this. you can back in yes. 2022. Uh, he's like a bodyguard at the start of the film. Yeah, is that the one where is that where there's a mongoose fighting a snake or something? That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Well remembered. Yeah, because we were we were we were ashamed of the apparently real. Animal cruelty in that film. Well, I say apparently real. This is outside of people beating fucking orangutans with sticks. Yes. Um, um, and, so, and then you've got um, Leah Ayres, who plays Janice, uh, a budding reporter who wants to learn all about the Kumite. Uh, and then you've got uh, Norman Burton, who plays Helmer. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Oscar-winning Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> yeah. who uh, plays his partner, Rawlins. Um uh, and then you got, uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname, but it's Roy uh, Chow. Now, he looks familiar. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he looks familiar or he just looks like every... Careful. Every... Careful. PlayStation 1 middle-aged sort of Asian man model. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, it's the Tash, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought this. I thought, wow, he, he does look very familiar. So what have I seen him in before? Careful. So I look at his IMDb. And uh, talk, going back to uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, he plays Lao Che from the start of the movie, yes. the gangster. Yes, 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 yes. So, there you go. So there you go. So we have seen him in stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then um, I suppose um, perennial favourite of martial arts films, uh, particularly Bruce Lee, uh, you've got Bolo Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, who plays the dastardly um, uh, Chong Li. Yeah. Yes, the largest Asian pectoral muscles seen in cinema up to this point. He's got some amazing pecs, hasn't he? Mm, so, yes. Uh, first scene, from me anyway, as uh, Bolo in Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Who could literally squeeze somebody to death. He barely changed between those two films, did he, either? I know. He got bigger, I think. But <laughs> got juiced. Yeah. Well, I think I think he was a bodybuilder. I'm sure Ben said before that he was a bodybuilder. So uh, yeah, anyway, it's like injecting rhino fetus into his cock or something. Yes, probably. Uh, but that's it, really. I suppose in terms of the cast. Like, um, so um, yeah. Uh, shall we? Do we do anything else, or should we listen to the trailer? 
we we do a synopsis, we do a trailer. Synopsis, we, do the synopsis. We always put the competition in before we start watching the film as well. A, a competition? Yeah. Huh? You always you always send off a, a tastefully and artfully nude photograph of yourself to one lucky listener. Stamp, uh, send in a self-addressed stamped envelope to... <laughs> yeah. Yes, no. Anyway, good on, do a synopsis. Okay. Uh, what was that noise? Um, the synopsis for Bloodsport is thus, uh, Bloodsport follows Frank Dukes, an American martial artist serving in the military who decides to leave the army to complete in a martial arts tournament in Hong Kong where fights to the death can occur. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Right, uh, so we will listen to the trailer and then we'll come back and get into the film. So here it is. Here's the trailer for Bloodsport. For centuries, the Society of the Black Dragon has sanctioned an ancient rite of combat known as the Kumite. Open only to the world's most lethal warriors. It has never been won by a Westerner. You are not Japanese. I can do it. Now, for the first time, the true story of America's super agent, Frank Dukes, can be revealed. Uncle Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. I'm going to Hong Kong. Frank is going to fight in the Kumite, and we're here to stop him. An awesome human weapon. There's me just looking at it. Who infiltrates the Chinese underworld. I did not come this far to stop him now. Take him. Enter a forbidden competition. Couldn't you just get me in? Strict rules. No press. You telling me you never break rules? Where every fighting style, every worthy opponent, every deadly technique clash in savage combat. Time to separate the men from the boys. And only one will triumph. Now I break you. International martial arts sensation Jean Claude Van Damme in Blood Sport, the true story of the ultimate champion. All right, so that was the trailer for Blood Sport. So, uh, one of my favourite bits of the film uh, show, I should say, uh, is where we find out how many pages of notes we've written down. Now. As it's a special mm-hmm. occasion, I know I didn't do it last time, but it's a special occasion. I have paper. I have notes. I've written. Okay, okay. I can get on with that. Well, to be fair, I think that's three out of four you've done that. What's that? Three out of four you've actually written them. Oh, wrote, right. Wrote, oh, that's so nice. Wrote them, as you've said once. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so um, 75% is acceptable if I take it in the last four shows. That's not bad. That's all right. No, no. So, um, yeah, how many pages of notes have you written about this uh, film? Mm-hmm. Hang on. No. Mm-hmm. Ten and a half, apparently. Oh, there you go. 13 I've done. 13? Yes. However, I have done it slightly... I've, I've, so when we get to the matches, I've actually done it as I've, I've written it down as to uh, the description of the fighter if you haven't got their name and who okay. wins and in what time if that's announced. Oh, all right. That they've okay. won and what's what fighting style they've got as well. So I've oh, kind of like built it up a little bit just to bloody hell. 
So, so what did you do when you know? Because you know, we get several fights where it's generic Asian man versus generic Asian man. Yeah. Have you got proper descriptions for all that as well? I went with the, the what clothes they were wearing. Okay. <laughs> Just... cool. There's a few of them. Yeah. So there is a, there is a few, but uh, yeah. So um, anyway, should we get into it? Yes. Let's oh, let's come on. Come let's, on. Uh, part the part the um, spaghetti mm. and uh, oh, shit. And uh, uh, meatball our way in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, it opens up. Um, it's a it's a ninety minute film. So you know, there's there's I don't think there's any real fat on the film, particularly. No. I mean, and also it's worth noting or pointing out that um, I think Van Damme had a hand in editing it as well. So mm. bear in mind, yeah. it, it, you know, this is one of his early films. I think, and he, you know, he gets criticised like a lot of these action stars, these foreign action stars, you know, for their the, the way that they speak, and also, you know, the the, the other th- other things about them. I suppose you know, one trick ponies, whatever. But if he did have some hand in it, then fair play. But my, my question would be how he he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't a big name at the time. So how did he manage to muscle his way? Oh, I suppose it's a case of if I don't do the film, you have no film. Well, you could look at it as his Rocky moment, isn't it? Because obviously the, the whole thing with Stallone and and what they didn't want him to play Rocky, but he insisted that he did it, and then it kind of oh, made, said, made it, said, didn't it? You know, he said, "Fuck you, I'll just do everything then." So, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so opens up mm. with uh, shots of Hong Kong. Yes, stock footage, nice and grainy, uh, and doors opening, the tournaments getting ready. Um, there's the uh, you got these two kind of generic, what do you call them, bouncers? They don't look very big. And considering it's no. a, a fight, uh, it's going to be filled full of like fighters. <laughs> You'd think the bouncers on the door of Akumite could win Akumite. You would. Because they need to be able to, you know, subjugate anyone who's fighting within said tournament. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. They're just like, they've both got kind of... Um, uh, jeans and a little kind of waistcoat, like a yeah. denim waistcoat, style. Yeah, thing. like roustabouts who are trying to dress up. Yeah. So anyway, you, this is where you get a nice little introduction of the fighters who are training. Yes. I'd, I'd be like to see our comparisons of how we've described said people. So, well, first of all, you see Chong Li, who's and a lot. Some of this is in slow motion with him in particular. Kicking and punching blocks of ice. Yes. Uh, smashing them up. So, you know, should say as well how influential this film was in terms of a lot of Western martial arts. And not only that, video games. I mean, when this came out, you'd got Street Fighter hadn't hit its heights until, no, I think, 92 or 91, was it? When, yeah, we were still Street Fighter 1, possibly. Yeah, but Street Fighter 2, you know, it kicked it all off. And, and then, but the likes of Mortal Kombat as well, and it's widely known that they wanted Van Damme to play Johnny Cage, but yeah. he didn't do it. And then 30-odd years later, or whatever it is, he's now available. It is actually Van Damme as Johnny Cage in the, the latest iteration of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So, is that actually as the character, is it DLC? Or they just model it on him anyway now? It is him. It's his voice. It's his, yeah. it's his likeness. It's it's everything. See, if you want something hard enough, then sometimes you might get it. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but Johnny Cage was 
the original Johnny Cage was, I suppose, inspired by, shall we say, um, uh, Van Damme's character in Bloodsport with the whole yeah. splits, everything, you know, the punch in the balls, just the look of him. He looks just like him. So uh, anyway, so um, so the next one then, uh, I've put some posh twat <laughs> smashing a board with a flying knee whilst his manservant stroke boyfriend looks on. I've put a posh twat in oh. some wood while his butler watches on. That's amazing. <laughs> Look at that. Um, right, next one then. Yes. Uh, so, this isn't meant to sound racist, but there's no way, way around it. But um, some monkey dude uh, <laughs> is leaping into a tree and chopping coconuts with his hand. Yeah, I put not blanker. Sorry, a not blanker blank. Ugh, a not blanker black man chops coconuts. Yes, coconuts. Yeah, I like that description though, blanker, because yeah. you know he's not he's not blanker because he he's he's he sort of moves a bit like him, but he's got the build of Dalsim. Yes, without the stretchy bits, he's a lot he's a lot uh, slimmer. Yeah. But yeah, they had him jump in a tree and 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 chop down coconuts, yeah. which was questionable. Uh, next one, just two random dudes doing kung fu. I put generic Asians fight. Yeah. Uh, then you've got um, Tong Po fighting a dude uh, because it's Michael uh, Chiesa or Chiesi um, who who actually played Tong Po in Kickboxer. But that's uh, that's who's that. I've just. Beach man, a bit like Balrog or um, Sagat, uh, beats up a black man. Yes, um, and then you've got Jackson punching a, ba- a punching bag, um, and he's the big the, the first person that speaks in this film. Yeah, um, and he's he's talking to a trainer or some dude in the gym, and he says, you know, he's he going to the Kumite, and he wants to get some scars on his face. Um, and that you know the, the the other guy says something like, "Oh, but you can't. You die there." And he goes, "Only if you fuck up." And he starts punching the bag. And he's, yeah, he's like he's like a biker type dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's what he's supposed to be. I I put Jackson America, uh, tactically hits a bag with the old left right left right led left right ad infinitum. Yes, and some uh, yeah, a must a mustached man warns him, and uh, he says he needs more scars on his face. Yeah, as he now I always thought no. When I was younger, bear in mind, it's obviously a bit stupid, but you, you used to watch wrestling when you were a kid, I think, did you? Like WWF? Yeah, yeah. I used to rent videos. Yeah. <laughs> so I always thought, God, he looks like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Because <laughs> he's got that kind of wonky eye, hasn't he? Yeah. And That dishevelled look. And the hair, that sort of, yeah. you know. But anyway. Yeah, no, I get that. I knew it wasn't Hacksaw Jim Duggan, but I always thought, God, that looks like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So anyway. Um, oh, here we go. Next fighter, uh, I just put big dude throws a bag at two men and makes them fall over. <laughs> I put E Honda throws a sandbag at small people. Yes, E Honda. I love that. Um, so that's your sort of introduction to the some of the fighters. Um, yeah, not all of them, but some of them. Not quite sure why that posh twat got such a. No, because he appears very, very little. Yeah, 
Um, he gets a shit beaten out of him, but still. Um, yeah, that's essentially it. Oh, I've then put futuristic silver karate people because they've got the organiser. They've got their swish silver um, geese. Yes. And, uh, and then a man who looks like a rat sweeps up. <laughs> he does. He is a little rat boy, isn't he? Uh, yes, he proves it later as well, the ratty little rodenty scamp. Yes. Um, and then you, you sort of like the whole, you've had this montage and the, the, the music builds up and everything, but then it sort of calms down a little bit and you get this overhead shot of the ring. Well, it's not a ring, is it? It's a runway. They call it a runway. Yeah. Which is so, a, it's a weird fucking place to fight, isn't it? It is, yeah, like on a rectangle, like on a rectangle, and then for some reason during the last fight, the middle bit falls off, falls down. So you got ramps. So yes. it's like a, it's like a, it's like a um, what are they called? It's like a half pipe for five year olds. Yes, that's good. I like that description. Um, and then you're introduced to um, Jean Claude Van Damme, who's uh, kicking a speedball. Um, yes. You're not supposed to use your feet with a speedball, are you? I don't think so, no. no. Uh, and then he, he gets um, told that he needs to go and see his colonel because they've found out that he's fucking off to Hong Kong. Um, so He's looking... He looks... When he's getting told off, he looks very relaxed. He does. He's um, just trying to look sexy, isn't he? He's just sort of flexing his bicep while he leans and looks... Yeah. Dulcetly into this man's eyes who's telling him off. And he, he does another kick, uh, one last kick... Um, you know, as he sort of like, but I mean, you know, he's he's pretty athletics, possibly the wrong word, but you know what I mean. He's flexible, limber, limber, flexible, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, then he, he goes to the shower. Um, oh, yeah, and, yeah, that's right. So the fella tells him that the colonel knows about Hong Kong. Yes. So you've got to go and see him immediately. He's like, ah, after I take a shower. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and then so he does. He goes to the showroom. Um, it's, I mean, it's the oldest trick in the book, I suppose, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, he's not going to watch him have a shower because that'd be a bit weird. But so the soldiers outside the shower block, and the shower's running, and he's going, "What's taking so long?" Uh, so he goes in, and he's not there, and um, he goes to tell the colonel, and he gets shouted at by the colonel. Except <laughs> it doesn't seem as if it's the colonel's voice. No, I don't know why you, but about you, but it sounded like he'd been dubbed over, or yeah, possibly. Well, it didn't it didn't quite sync, or did didn't look quite right, did it? No. Um. So then, um, Van Dam goes home and speaks to. Well, I thought it's like his adopted mom. Is it? Would you say? May uh, maybe because at first I just put Frank visits an elderly Chinese woman. Oh, I then put sorry. Fashion number one: very high white trousers. A black vest and a black leather jacket. Yes, and he rolls his sleeves up, doesn't he, as well? Yes, but the waist on his trousers is is ludicrously high. Mm. I mean, you won't catch a knob in that zip. You might catch a nipple. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so then uh, he, he go, walks into the room. This this woman's pleased to see him, but you know yeah. he walks into the, the room and he sees a sword. And it's the sword of memories. And and it is. And and then we get like lots of flashbacks uh, yes. to young Frank who's breaking into this house, this room, with uh with a couple of other kids and they want to steal the sword. Well they still want to steal some stuff, don't they? Yeah. Uh they hear a noise, uh and the two the two fuck off and leave Frank to pick he's, up he's He's a bit special, isn't he, young Frank? He, he is a bit. So he picks up the sword. He, and then he won't come in. He won't come in. And then they run. And he's, he stood there just 
he's looking like he doesn't know where he is, what he's doing, or it's like he's just become alive. Yeah. In that, in that five seconds. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, then, and so, yeah, he picks the sword up, um, goes to put it back on its stand, but then this, this young kid comes in with his dad and the, the young kid kicks him in the stomach and and then the dad pulls him away. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, um, the man says, some, it's like, you know, you have to earn katana um, and then you can't steal it. And then you you can probably do the, this now, the voice. Oh. Yeah, God. Yeah, you, it's like, yeah, you can't get it tiny because you, you must earn it. And uh, he goes, I wasn't going to steal it. Yeah. Which is which is beautiful. Um, and then the uh, the the gentleman, we don't know his name yet, do we? No. Chops off the, uh, chops off the peak of his hat and he doesn't flinch. And he thinks like, oh, yeah, nice one. You didn't flinch. You've got you've got a fighter's instinct. Mm. And I'm thinking, no. He's just that fucking slow. The reaction hasn't happened yet. Yeah, you know. But but anyway, anyway. Um, oh gee, that's right. He goes, right. He says, "You're not gonna call the cops with a Z on it." He goes, "You're you're not gonna call the cops." <laughs> yeah, that's about as good as he gets. And instead, um, Tanaka is that. Yeah, Tanaka. Tanaka, yeah. He offers him a deal. He goes, no, no, we've got a deal first. It's like, what kind of a deal? Which is shocking. Uh, he's, have we seen anyone worse at acting at any point? I don't. I mean, the, the two that stand out for me are, you've got Lauren Avdon in uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 3. He's pretty ropey. And then mm-hmm. you've got that knobhead from No um, Return of the Living Dead three as well. Yeah, they are bad, but <sighs> Lauren Abdon's got those moments that his emotions so, you know, so wrought with emotion. It's hilarious. I think this. I think this kid was trying his best, and that was just what he had to offer. Yeah. So this is Pierre Ruffini, who uh, plays um, young Frank. Um, looking at you're his IMDb, tell, he hasn't got any other credits. Oh, is he not? Okay, it's a shame. It's not. It, it's not like he he was a child star actor and then he went off to, you know, do other things. Uh, I wonder what ever happened to to young, <laughs> to, young Frank, to this young actor, young Pierre. What happened to him? So he could have made a fucking fortune, like you know, kind of going to comic cons or doing interviews yeah. or because there's a lot of curiosity. I'm sure there's YouTube videos about him being bad yeah you would think he, he could sit there at a table going oh you want to have an autograph yeah he's done all of that if he's not got any better i thought you were going to say what he won like some french artistic cinema award 20 years later for shooting some meaningful picture about i don't know a man who turned into a pie or something and it's all you know told from a third person socialist perspective of crust yeah yeah um well, so he wants to make this deal, or he says you got to make a deal. Yeah. Um, There's a parent meeting. Where? Why? Well, that's it. So, th- and then Tanaka is talking to Frank Dukes' parents, and um, you know he wants somebody to help train his own son Shingo. Yeah. Um, basically, they want a bit of a punch bag. I think. Yeah, because the the parents are speaking, and I got a bit confused here because Tanaka says 
about Frank's parents that they grow vine. Yes. And at first, I thought, because of his accent, he meant to say wine. Mm. But he actually meant vine, as in grapevine, to make wine. Yeah. But I thought, they, I thought they said vine because he couldn't say it properly. Mm. And apparently, Tanaka grows fish. Yeah. And then something, something, something about kids... And then, yeah, the deal, the deal's been set. Yes. And now the other thing as well is that, so you've got, on one side of the table, you've got Tanaka, and then on the other side of the table, you've got Frank's dad, who speaks a little bit, but the mom says nothing. And yeah. then in the middle, you've got young Frank, whose eyes are sort of like darting from one to the other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. But it's yeah. like, you know, just sit still. You, what, what do you Sit back, look at them. You don't need, you can see them in your peripheral vision, surely. Yeah, he, he sat there like a cat watching tennis on the TV instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still, I still, what, what was the meeting for? So that they that they can agree for, to, for Frank to, to train. With. But what were they getting out of it? Were they getting fish? Fuck all, I don't know, nothing. Nothing. It didn't seem much of a deal. We just like... Or maybe it's because, and again, I'm making this up on the fly, is that if Frank, young Frank... Let's say, so they came to America, didn't they, right? Yes. From their country, which would either be Belgium or France, I'm guessing. And so, and Frank isn't settling in. He's getting in with the wrong crowd. So Tanaka's offering an opportunity to get him back on the straight and narrow and learn a skill. I just want to know what Frank said to his parents when he walked in with an elderly elderly Oriental man. Yeah. I, I, tried, I was stealing. Hello, mother. Hello, father. I brought home a Chinese man to do deal. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on it. Is that? Yeah. But anyway, um, more flashbacks now, uh, and uh, you're seeing that um, Shingo is is beating up young Frank. Yeah, Fra- Frank's just getting launched everywhere, punched, kicked. Yeah. Get some, get some casual racism thrown in his direction. Oh, yes. What does he say? What's he, what does he get called? Uh, why don't you quit, round eye? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says, not yet. And then Tanaka says, you've had enough. Not yet. Mm. If you expect me to be its punching bag, you can forget that deal. Which is a weird thing to say, because on one hand, at the start of the sentence, he doesn't want to quit. Yes. But then afterwards, in the second part of the sentence, he's saying, if you're going to keep beating me up, I'm not going to do the deal. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. No, anyway. But it's fine. So, another little flashback now, and this is at school, where some kids are beating up Shingo. Yeah. Uh, so much for the martial art training, you tough little bastard, aren't you? Just getting the shit kicked out of by two non-martial art little fuckers. Two, yeah, two little kids, two little round eye kids. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's probably, they're probably beating him up because he's gone up to him and go, all right, round eye, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kick you with the balls, round eye. Come uh, on, little bastard. And they're like, hang on, who the fuck are you calling round eye? Yeah. Um, uh, maybe they fought without honour, so they just hit, they just hit Shingo straight in the nuts. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. I was thinking that, you know, Shingo clearly ain't all that because... He lets these two little kids beat him up. Um, yeah. And then... And f- Frank helps y- somehow. Young Frank steps in, yes. Yeah. Um, and then, so, and uh, we've been talking about young Frank being a bit of a shit actor, but this this young Shingo, <laughs> he, he kind of like, he, he, he's he got this fake limp. 
Because <laughs> he's on the floor and Frank puts his arm out. Even that's terrible, isn't it? It's so yeah. so stiff the way he does How it. How can you do something so simple so badly? Yeah. Uh, so he goes. To, he puts his hand out to help him up. Shingo's got this fake limp and thinking, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, it, 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 this bit did make me laugh though, because Shingo, Shingo's just had the shit kicked out of him, and he's been saved by this gangly, useless tit. And he says, someday I'll fight in the Kumite and make my father proud. Yes. Next shot, no, he won't, because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Straight off, dead. There you go. Bye-bye, Shingo. Yeah. But just like before, they walk off arm in arm. It's oh, like they're God, friends yeah. now, aren't they? It's fucking cheesy, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little bit. Um, so, yes, fast forward to now Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's got a different haircut, so you can tell he's... Yeah, that's what I put. Frank, Frank and Tanaka, Frank's hair, so you can tell he's younger. Yes. He's uh, slightly quaffed a little bit. <laughs> Very fluffy, isn't it? <laughs> um, and, and so, anyway, like you said, Shingo's dead. Um, and there's... Uh, no, right. It's cheesy, This the, the, the previous scene. But I have to say, I found this scene quite touching, um, where... Tanaka is explaining to Frank that, you know, he, he asks him to teach him. To, uh, Frank asks him to teach him and he says that he won't because, and he explains, you know, he lost yeah. his family in the war. It's a bit like Mr. Yeah. Miyagi kind of. Yeah. Spe- no, but Abby outdid Miyagi because he lost, he lost his family specifically at Hiroshima. Yes. And he moved over here and made another family and now he's lost that. Yeah. He's got no one to pass his knowledge on to because... Uh, yeah, now Shingo's dead. He can't pass on two thousand years of knowledge. Apparently, yeah, two thousand years. I'd love to know but, what happened to Shingo. Yeah, because this this wasn't set this wasn't set during a war, was it? No, I don't. So that it's not like he died. It, maybe it was a car crash or something. I don't know. Maybe those two but, kids beat the shit out of him. Might died, he might have died off syphilis of a hooker or something. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, so like you said, he's now got no family to pass on all of his martial arts training and knowledge to, and he won't do it to Frank because Frank's not his son. Um, and he's not Japanese. He's not a Tanaka. Not a Tanaka. Yeah. Um, but uh, Frank goes. You always teach me. Teach me. Teach me. You told me. Told me to keep an open mind. Yeah. Done. So that 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 sways him. Uh, and and so he says it because. I want to honour him. Uh, I want to honour Tanaka and Shin- Shingo. Yeah. He calls him Shidoshi. I take it that's just uh, another word for sensei. Or master or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, so now another little transient montage here. So um, mm-hmm. this is basically... So uh, Tanaka has got kind of some kind of power where all he has to do is look at Frank... <laughs> And sends him flying because all you see are close-up shots of um, Tanaka's eyes, and then all yep. the next thing is Frank's been f- flying everywhere, and you know, been thrown everywhere. And the interesting thing is, right? Frank has been training with this fella for what ten years, say, for instance. Yeah, because he looks and totally different, doesn't he? Yeah, he's built like a brick shit house at this point. He's absolutely dog shit. Yeah. He, he telegraphs every punch, can't kick, gets knocked over, like you said, by by the glares of Tanaka. He's awful. It's like, what the fuck has he been learning for the last decade? 
where he's got into that kind of shape and he's absolutely dog shit at it. Yeah, and he is. He's getting the shit beaten out of him uh, all the time. He's fighting blindfold. Yeah, he can't uh, even hit him when he's got his eyes closed, essentially. Yeah, he's doing. Med- they're doing meditation together. Yeah, um, hand rubs. And then uh, the, the master's sitting on the floor and um, Frank goes to kick him in the head. Is a bit of a you know, which he then he get catches his foot and then he does he does this chop because like Frank then when he gets his, his legs taken from underneath him he goes to sit back up and the and uh, the master chops him in the head which I thought was quite a nice little chop. Yeah, yeah, no, it weren't bad. We get um, um Tanaka catching a fish with his hands. Oh yes, yes. A bit like the Rocky Chicken thing, isn't it? Really, you know, you've got to catch an Ex- catch an animal with your hands. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then um, there's another scene where the, the, the master actually headbutts him off the platform. <laughs> yeah. I've never noticed that before. <laughs> I quite liked it because all that, and then I was going to nut you. I'll nut you off, you little shit. Yeah. But even after he's, because he's, his face is all bloody and whatever, he's still got that respect. Like, because it's like, it's almost as if the master is pushing him to his limits to try and make him quit, I think. Yeah. But he, he does start to get a little bit better. Yes. And he sort of even makes him sort of wobble, doesn't he, on the end, on the end of the uh, platform. Yeah, when he's doing his blindfold fighting. Yeah. And then he has the, ult- one of, or the second from last ultimate test. Well, oh, and, and so then he's, he's fighting with sticks as well, the master oh, is yes. now. Like yeah, he's trying yeah, to hit yeah. him with bamboo sticks. Yeah. Uh, but it's weird that he doesn't block it because he started, because he bends... He bends over double before the stick's anywhere near him. Yeah. And then bends the other... Yeah. He doesn't quite get the timing right for the for the stump work there. Looks like a, more like a dance. But, um, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't block any of them. But he, he starts to get there. He starts to... Actually, no, he does do it. does all right with the sticks the second time around, doesn't he? Well, that's it. And then he does the, yeah. spl- he does the splits, doesn't he? And catches the sticks yes. with his hands um, whilst he's blindfolded, which I thought was quite, you know... Like you said, he's, in, he's improving, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he can actually... He's, so he's not only learning martial arts, but he's learning how to make some tea as well. Yes. This, this, the second toughest thing is the old the old Chinese blind tea-making ceremony. Yes. Uh, and uh, and then... So the, he makes the, the tea. He sits two, down. Two objectives. Make the tea blindfolded. Yes. And make your... Um, make your... What do you call him? Should make your Sh- Shidoji's Sh- wife yeah. slightly wet. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's a nod Sh- of approval from yeah. Shidoshi, Shidoshi to the, yeah. the, the, the woman. Uh, because his wife's he, loving it. He, oh, yeah. He catches a chop as well. Yes. Um, which, you know. Um, and then, um, so then the next scene is uh, Frank is... He's kind of meditating whilst being smashed around with bamboo sticks. Yeah, it's sort of like meditating and it's not quite a carter, is it? But they're posing, basically doing not quite the splits, not quite a lunge. And just sort of, um, yeah, heavy breathing while moving your hands around and, and whatnot in special ways while being hit with a stick. Yes. Um, and then you get, this is the signature Van Damme, which, you know, he does in a lot of his films where he's he's... Basically, gets he tries to get his legs split open, and he he's been pulled apart with ropes and stuff. Yeah, um, and he does the splits, and but it's again, it's like he's in a lot of pain. Do you think he's in pain doing this, or do you think he's he can actually do it? I think he can do it. I don't think I don't think he's going to put himself through pain. No, necessarily to do it. It looks and, um, it looks authentic. I thought. Yeah, and the music swells up nicely when he starts. 
you know, when he when he concentrates and he no, he doesn't do that at all. Why did I just do that? That was just a racist. That's just a racist sound. <laughs> when he's just meditating and he starts, he's sweating and he starts to groan and whatnot and just pulls it so hard that it breaks one half and he falls down. Yeah, sort of. yeah. Uh, he always and he he's has... ready. Hmm. He's ready after that. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, it's his signature thing. And he always he always seems to have one of these kind of moments, like in Cyborg when he's he's crucified. And he's he does that. He's having flashbacks, and he's he kicks the cross down and whatever. And then, like you said, in Kickboxer, where he's he's doing the splits and whatever, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, it does look painful, um, mm-hmm. but he gets into this kind of like flow state where he then stands up and pulls down the torture device, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, I suppose it's painful if you can't do the splits. If you can do the splits pretty easily, it's probably not too bad. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, he's ready because now the master, uh, they're doing this other ceremony where he hands him the katana. Uh, yes. Um, and um, he puts his hand on his shoulder and, and it's almost like he has become his son because his training's complete yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. He's basically taught him everything he knows. He's got the special sword. He's got the touch of appreciation from his Shidoshi. And now he's ready. Yeah, I don't know what he's ready for, but he's ready. Well, so and and let, uh, f- just so going back to so this is the first ten minutes of the film. Yes, and it's a yeah. pretty. It explains everything, like yeah. you know, the setup of the film. All these fighters are going to come together. The backstory of Van Damme and how he got to where he is in ten minutes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we- we we've lengthened it slightly, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's as tight as an opening as you need. You know everything you need to know about. All right, who who was he? How did he get to where he is? How did he get any good at anything? Who's his sensei, Shidoshi? Was his wife hot? Yeah. Who they lost along the way, which was poor old Shoji, Shogi, Shodi. Forgot his name Sh- already. Shingo. He's dead. Shingo. There we go. Um, yeah, all of that. Ten minutes. Bang. Done. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so now, um, go back to present day, and the reason why he's there because um, uh, Tanaka is is unwell. He's in bed. Uh, yeah, but how, how ill is he? I don't know. You, usually in films like this, they're dying. Well, but he's just laying in a really shit bed, just looking annoyed. Is he just? <laughs> is he? Is it because he's old, or what? I don't know. Is it? He's, yeah. Like you said, he's unwell, or? Um, you don't. You never see him again. You don't know that he's died. But... No, he might have just pulled his back or something. He's just laid laid there, just looking irritated. Yeah. And he's like, are, "Are you awake?" Even though his eyes are open, of course he's fucking awake. His eyes are open. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. Get some eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he makes a nice little crack about you know, uh, do you sleep with your eyes open? Um, and you know, it, it's basically he doesn't look any different, really, does he? No, no, he doesn't. He, he, he just looks irked because he's actually got to lay down for a reason, so he's not out doing his fish or, or plants or whatever he does in his spare time. He just looks annoyed. Yeah. But uh, Frank tells him he's going to Hong Kong mm. you know, to to honour him. And then he says, my soul fights with you, basically because you're going to need it. And uh, that's it. That's it. Done. Hong Kong. Off your pop, <laughs> off your pops to a Hong Kong. And he's on a bus. Uh, and then this is where we're introduced to uh, Jackson, who comes in, and he's he's basically just a brash American, isn't he? He, he, yeah. could, he could sit anywhere on the bus, but he chooses to yeah. sit next to this woman, and he harasses her. 
Yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, Astor got to go out with a real big man. Yeah. Uh, um, and then he gets, he opens a beer and he puts his leg over the seat next to her. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Van Damme's looking at this, but he clearly doesn't think, because Van Damme would have done something had he have gone a bit further, I think. But he finds him quite amusing. Yeah. I think it, I don't know. He sort of looked at in disbelief, like how could anyone act like that? Yeah, but I did. It, I quite like it because it's the first time they, they don't meet, but you know you don't. If you've never seen it before, you could look at him and go, oh, he, "He's going to be one of the arseholes of the film." Yes, because he's just a typical American. But it, it doesn't doesn't quite work out like that, as we find out. Absolutely. Um, but but first, we have to go to a slutty reporter who's uh, trying to leg her way into the Kumite. Yeah, um, and so she's talking to these Asian fighters, and they they kind of uh, they they um, what's the word I'm looking? I oh, disavow is the wrong word. Um, what's the word I, I'm using? They they basically say that no knowledge of the lie. Yeah, that's that's well. Let's go with that. Yeah, well, they say they've got. They don't know what <laughs> yeah. they're talking. You know, they, yeah, no knowledge of the Kumite. Um, Kumite. So she's not getting what anywhere. And then again, you see Jackson again, and he's playing karate champ. Uh, yes. And um, Frank happens to two, walk past him. Two films in a row. Sorry, we've seen grown men playing arcade machines. Yeah, and it's great. But this time, actually, get to see the video game that they're playing. Yes, uh, that's true. Which fits into the actual theme of the film as well, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah, it's quite a nice little scene, I think. I think I think most of the scenes that Van Damme and um, I was calling Jackson are in are quite nice, aren't they? Yeah, because you, you you still think at this point that Jackson's you know Frank's looking at him. Jackson says you want to play, but you know he, he offers to play, but you still think is he going to be a dick if he loses, which he which he is obviously going to lose. Frank wins mm. pretty easily. And he's, but he's not annoyed. And he's not an arsehole about it. You know, it, it, um, he, talk, he says, you know, do you want, if you want to see some real fighting, come to the Kumite. And um, Frank says, oh, I'm entering, I'm entering the Kumite too. Um, and he says, well, aren't you a little young for a Kumite? And he says, well, aren't you a little old for video games? Yeah, it's nice. But he takes it. He takes it in good. He takes it in in good in good humour. So he, uh, so basically, yeah, he just pays for another game, which Frank wins again. And then they're friends, which is fine. Yeah, uh, like they introduce each other, to each other to you know uh, one another, and then um, yeah, and and then uh, so they're in the the lobby of the. Um, I can't. I honestly can't read my fucking writing here. It sounds like some, <laughs> it looks like something. Older white man clearly has arthritis. What's, what the fuck have I... Is this, the, uh, is this the two agents at the Tanaka house? Oh, I know what it says. Right, yes, yeah, so back to the Tanaka house. And they, these two men are there. So this is where you're introduced to... Um, was it Hel Helmer and Rawlins, was it? I, do, do you know what? Throughout this entire note, I could never get there. I could never remember their bloody names. So you got old white man and younger black man, Yeah, basically. And it seemed... Old, uh, Old white man's a bit, yeah, like you said, he's a bit arthritis-y. Uh, no, he's... I know what it is. It's, it's not arthritis. Oh, he's not? clearly got authority. That's not... <laughs> oh, authority, yeah. Not author he's authority. But he's not, he's not a hothead either. No. He, he looks like he'd be the crotchety old white cop, but he's got the calmer head out of the two. Yeah. Whereas, uh, so this is Forrest Whitaker's character. He's clearly a bit more of a hothead you know, he wants to get stuck in, whereas he's constantly being reined in, isn't he, by Helmer's the old white dude and Rawlins right. is the younger black guy. Yeah. 
yeah, Helmer knows, Helmer knows what to do. Rawlins just like Rawlins just goes in overly aggressive with Mrs. Tanaka. Yeah, and he just has to get reined in. Stop being a dick. Yeah, and she says something about. Well, they ask about if Frank's been there, and she denies it, and or, or says something like, "You know, Mr. Tanaka's very unwell," which again, I want some proof on that because. You can't really tell, can you? No, no. Yeah, where's that? Where's that medical certificate? Um, so, and then, yeah, that's kind of that. So, at least you now know that yeah. they've got uh, there's people after Frank as well. Yeah, so exactly. So, in two, in like two, three scenes, you've got a mystery woman. He's made a friend, and we know that people are coming for him. Yeah, it's very economical with it with its storytelling. Yeah, that's it. Ooh, so now we're back in the lobby question. of the hotel. And Dukes and Jackson are t- chatting to each other. And they're, they're introduced to somebody called Mr. Lynn. Yes. Who's a, Who? He's an odd character, isn't he? He's he's like, the, what is he? He's their, their guide? I think so, yeah. I put, he looks like a Chinese Mike Reed with AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Mike Reed off Saturday Superstore, as opposed to Mike Reed who played Frank Butcher. Yes, I know what you mean. Um, and so he... He kind of get, there's like this whole gag about his name. They, they, they asked him what the name's Irish. Frank Frank Dukes. Like uh, put up your Dukes, not Frank Ducks. Yeah, well, yeah he calls him Frank Ducks first. He's very he's very cocky. He's he's like full shell suit, giant eighties glasses, mullet. He's the works. You know, really really sure of himself and in his own head, extremely cool. Yes, um, uh, and, and I think Jackson finds him hilarious as well. Yeah. So he shows them around uh, and explains about the Kumite, and they're entering the walled city now, which is yes. basically a bit of a slum, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he makes it sound like it's, um, you know, like a hive of villainy. Oh, scum and villainy! I like that. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Well, it, it's just an alley with really tall buildings, so much not much daylight gets. They have to get past some outer guards first. Oh yes. <laughs> Is that right? This bloke who looks a bit like Chinese Popeye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has he been in anything else? I, I don't know. Because um, he, I don't he's know got what a he's familiar... called. What's, has he got a name? Oh, Mr. OK USA, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. OK USA. Um, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they stand there all threatening, but they're not threatening because the, he explains to Kumite, you know, that's what he says. OK USA. But uh, you think if I think I'm recognising his face, he must have been in something else because he's he's got a very unique look. Yeah, I'm looking. No, uh, you carry on while I keep looking for this person. Yeah, well, find it. We find, it, find who, what he, yeah. who he is, what his name is. You, you can tell it's an evil place because it's dingy. There's babies crying. There's people arguing. Um, someone's playing some foreboding music. Uh, there's rats squeaking. Um, although it is quite funny because they're, they're giving it all this that like, ooh, this is the worst place in you know in between Hong Kong and China. Uh, yet for about five seconds, the cameras, <laughs> as the camera pans down the the alleyway, there's just a just a man walking along with his young daughter with a bag of shopping. Mm, I yeah. thought that doesn't happen in somewhere that's really disgraceful. No, um, it's alright. You carry on. I'm I'm trying to find out if I, I'm on a mission well, now. I'm, trying I'm, to find I'm, out if this guy's I'm running out of alley, Christopher. I mean, crikey! After the shopping bag, it's like, oh, we're here. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> it's, it, it you'd feels, think it's it something like, like there's murder or something back. Cause like the yeah, way the music, it sounds like a fucking serial killer's lurking or something. Exactly. You'd expect to be treading over bodies, hands, eyeballs, all manner of disgusting putridness should be going on, but it's it's not. It's just a dingy alley, and it's probably what. 
reality, like 40, 50 meters tops. And then, then they're at the coup. Well, they're at the front door of the Kumite. And apparently they're the last ones there as well. Because everyone else, all the gang's already there by the time they walk in. Are you still looking? Yeah, I am. Carry on, carry on. It's all right. There's all okay. sorts. There's there's the OK USA guy from Bloodsport. He's got his own Facebook page. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, on. Which is just there's just posts of him uh, just just going OK USA. Um, oh, is it actually him or is it someone set it up? No, it's just somebody <laughs> set it up. He's no, of course it is because he's going to be dead by now anyway, isn't he? He's probably sixty <laughs> there. What am I thinking? What an idiot. Uh, Anyway, fuck him. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's carry on. <laughs> okay, you are sorry. Uh, but I quite like that when he says that, Jackson takes, not takes the piss, but kind of it mm. imitates him. Yeah, okay, you uh, yeah. Jackson's having a laugh. Jackson's there. basically there as the comic relief, isn't he? But also, you give a shit about him, I think. Yeah. That's... Oh, no, I'd, I'd agree, yeah. Um, I think it's because you think he might be a tosser when you first see him. Yeah. And it turns out he's not. He's got a good heart on him, and then you give a fuck. Yes. So, uh, like you said, they enter the arena. People are training, warming up, doing all sorts of stuff, um, and then they have to show their invitations um, and prove that they can qualify or not. Uh, yeah. Uh, but basically, if they they can't, you know, they, if then they've, they've got to prove that they've been invited there because they don't want people to get killed, even though. I say it's okay for people to get killed. People do get killed in it, don't yeah. they? Yeah, it's frowned upon, but it happens. Um, but they don't believe that it's Frank and, and he's part of the Tanaka clan. So they ask him you, to do the dim mac. Yeah, you don't look like Tanaka. Like, no shit, he doesn't look like a Tanaka yeah. because he's not a blood relative, you div. I'm surprised they didn't go, you don't look like Tanaka, round eye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... So, yeah. What the hell's a dim mech? Sorry, that's just what Jackson said. Yeah. That's a fair question. Uh, it's death touch. Um, so, it's all, again, it's all building up a little bit. What, what the fuck's this about? Um, so, there's a load of bricks, house bricks, and um, they he has to pick a brick. He says to Jackson, pick a brick. So, he picks the top brick. Um, and he's about to smash I mean, it. And it is. I mean, it is. Got Jackson really out of all of them. Even in your, he might. You must have looked at that and go, they don't want him to do one of the top bricks, do they? That's going to be too easy. Yeah. yeah you're not squirming your way out of this one. Choose a difficult one. The one right at the bottom. So, and he can't break any other bricks apart from that brick. So, um, everyone stops what they're doing, and then now they know it's the bottom brick. Everyone stops training. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then um, Chongli, Bolo, he's watching. Uh, and so they're all, like you said, they're all kind of like paying attention now. And you get this slow motion, he's breathing, he's meditating. And he does this funny face where he sort of like goes and he does, he like palms, palm uh, smashes the brick at the top. Were you about to say palm fucks? What? Palm fuck? It sounds like you're going to say he palm fucks <laughs> the bricks. Well, he kind of does. Yeah, but it's so it's like a top. No, the camera's looking kind of like up at him as he does it, and then like you said, he's he's sort of pulls this face. So he does a little bit of a uh, meditation, pulls the face like you know he's about to smash it. He does, and it smashes the bottom brick, and and then they all believe him. And yeah, 
Everyone's happy. Jackson loses shit. Chong Lee's not overly impressed, nor is an Arab bloke. No. And Chong Lee, he does, he does, he, he steals the line from Bruce Lee in um, Enter the Dragon, where, mm. where, where he says, brick not hit back. Yeah. Um, which obviously, you know, Bruce Lee says, board not hit back. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you go back to the investigators. They go to speak to the police. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're in Hong Kong all of a sudden, by the way. Yeah, they got there pretty quick, didn't they? They did get there pretty quick. Um, and the inspector there, he's a bit of a knob. Inspector Chen. Inspe- yeah, he's very unhelpful. Yeah, he sort of like brushes them off and, you know, deny. he sort of almost comes across as like he doesn't, he denies any knowledge of the Kumite. But, you know, mm. then... That they just say, look, we just want you to contact us if any of you, your men see Frank Dukes because he's they've invested a lot of money in into him. The army has, so they they want him to come back in one piece. But what what have they invested? What is what is he a universal soldier in the background? Well, that's the thing. See, I, I mean, what does he actually do in the army? Like, yeah, he's, he's not special ops, is he? He's got a standard like army cap. Yeah. So yeah, what what's so special about Frank? Frank Dukes. Apart from he's a, you know, he's a fucking good martial martial artist. Yeah, and if he's that good, they wouldn't have needed to invest. It's not like they've had to invest loads of money into his training because he's already he's, he's done it already. Already, yeah, he's already physic physically tip top and can do it. So yeah, what what kind of special projects are you, Frank Dukes? Mm. Do you reckon that was the real Frank Dukes going? Yeah, the army wanted me back because they'd put millions of dollars into me because I was such a I was such a top soldier. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's def- definitely building him up, aren't they? So, but um, anyway, back to the hotel, and the the, the report has been harassed by this Arab fighter. Yes. Um, and then um, Dux sees it, um, and it's the eighties. It's the eighties. So he's basically saying, "You've got to come with me upstairs," because yeah, <laughs> that's rape, spot on. It's, it, I like it's, that. It's it's eighties. It's got to be implied rape in it. So he's basically what. Yeah, you come upstairs for an interview. No, 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 no. He's not. He's not going to be doing that, is he? No, he's just a horrible, horrible, evil baddie with a gold tooth. Yeah, she call and she calls him an asshole, and he goes to slap her. Oh yeah. Frank grabs his wrist, and um, oh god, I can't read me writing it. Oh Frank, uh, and an ugly, an ugly. White-headed man calls the calls him the American. Uh, he's the American shithead who makes trick with brick. Yes, yeah, I love that. That's a spot-on impression, by the mm. way. And again, he goes, "No, she is coming with me upstairs." And um, Frank Frank basically says, "Look, we don't want to fight because if we fight, we'll both get kicked out of the Kumite, and it's not worth. She's not worth it, is it? So we'll do a bet instead. Mm. So you hold a coin in your hand." Um, and if I can grab it before you close your hand, then she comes with me. Uh, but if you get the coin, you can take her upstairs, essentially. Yes. And ha- have your wicked way with her. Yes. Uh, and she's protesting to this, obviously. Uh, well, it seems fair, to be fair. Uh, yeah. um, but um, then we're getting flashbacks to him catching a fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it all links in. I mean, all it's all his fucking trainings. It has literally built up to these these. Yeah. Little moments, doesn't it? Catching a fish, ca- catching a coin out of somebody's hand, you know, blindfold fighting. Oh, what's, you know, he's gonna, is he going to get blinded later on in the film? We'll find out. Um, you know, so, uh, but anyway, yeah, so he, he does the thing. The Arab guy thinks he's won. 
what does he say? Ha ha, you lose, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. It turns out he didn't just take the coin, he swapped the bastard. Yeah. So, and nobody can believe it. Um, yeah, he, so yeah, he gets the coin and uh, I put, he gets coin and lady gets wet. Mm. And they're, um, yes. they're walking and talking out somewhere because she hasn't just said thank you very much. She's actually gone out with him. Mm. Just for a walk maybe, but they're talking about the Kumite and um, she, she, she can't get anyone to talk. She really wants to get in. He can't get her in, but he says that he'll talk to her as long as, oh, uh, he'll tell her about it. But as long as you have dinner with me tomorrow, mm. smooth. Yes, uh, and she'll say, "Oh, I've got something you could eat." Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, then um, he's next day. He's in his room in the morning. He's doing his splits meditation <laughs> with his legs over two chairs. Yes, there's lots of splits in this. Oh, film, it's it? fucking awesome! And it, yeah, it couldn't have, it couldn't have been his special. It wasn't his proper special move really until this film, was it? Because he seems to um, does it three or four times in this film, and then and then it became a you get that once a film, probably in his contract. It's it's his. I'll be back, isn't it? Yeah, that's you know that, that's his kind of uh, his thing. Um, anyway, Jackson comes in. Now they're obviously quite familiar with each other because Jackson just walks into his hotel room. Um, and uh, they were probably up all night, like eating popcorn wrapped in one duvet, playing Pac Man or something. Yeah, uh, he's drinking beer. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I quite like this because he he get he's like you know Earth to Frankie and whatever, and he goes, oh that just that hurts me just looking at it. Yeah, and he's good and like he's trying he's doing everything he can to distract him, um, but he's obviously not working. Um, and he says uh, another funny line: uh, you might want to stop this if you ha- if you want kids. Uh, which is quite good uh, and then he you know so it's almost like he's looking at him like a dog looks at you sometimes when you've got some food you know he tilts his head like <laughs> but then he's no, Frank's, Frank comes out of it and he goes I'm ready yeah uh, and then yeah we're sort of off to the opening ceremony um, lots of fire and flags and shit yeah. yeah gong there's a big gong oh you got to have a gong go haven't you Yes. Um, and it turns out that, so they explain the backstory. So every five years they have a, to- a tournament um, and uh, shots of all the faces, of all the fighters that are involved. Um, and and even the cleaner, even the little rat face cleaner gets a look yeah, in. Yeah, he gets a few goes, doesn't he, in this film? I'm slightly confused because this is an underground, no one knows about it, but everyone knows about it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Kumite. But it also says that the American fighters and the Western fighters are there because the IFAA is a co-sponsor. Yeah, I'm assuring the IFAA is a is a international federation of something something something. I don't know what AA would stand for, but so they'll be a legitimate company. Yet they're a co-sponsor of an illegal of the world's biggest illegal underground death match. Mm. Interesting. That that's that's kind of it's like that's like having fucking hell, it's like having dog fight dog fighting sponsored by Pepsi. Yes, or Pedigree Chum. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just a, a, a little weird. Or uh, were... yeah, cockfighting sponsored by Bernard Matthews. <laughs> Don't know if that quite Boot. works, but still. Anyway, beautiful. Um, so yeah, and then you get like close-up shots of Jackson who's looking at Chong Lee and then Dukes 
Um, and uh, yeah, so they all get like close ups of, of each other. They're sort of, you know, staring each other down, whatever. And then the fight starts, lots of betting. Um, yeah. And then it, uh, Mr. Lin, or Vic, as they call him, uh, explains about the rules uh, to, to, to them, which are... Number one, knockout. Yes. Number two, you get them to say mate, yes. which is quit. I quit. Number three, you throw them off the goddamn runway. Yes. It's amazing I, though how I don't have you watched um, the bear on Disney Plus? No, I haven't yet. No. Okay, so it, I mean that film. Sorry, that film. That TV show has got lots of different cultural references and, and things in it, but there is actually there's a scene in it where like these two people are having a fight and his mate he says say mate say mate nobody <laughs> would know what the fuck they're talking about unless they've watched Bloodsport. Do you know what I mean? You're probably right. Yeah. So anyway, um, so now. Um, We've got, um, I've put here, kickboxer, US karate, uh, or versus kung fu. I've put beach man versus standard Asian. Yes. The beach man from the start who beat up a black man. He's now beating up um, one of the one of the uh, cookie cutter standard Asian fighters. Oh, that's right. And there's like a little slow motion shot of blood coming out of his mouth. And, and Jackson yeah. says to... Um, uh, to Dukes, that's why they call it Bloodsport Kid. I like the way he calls yes. him Kid as well. I don't know why. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're bros. Yeah, because obviously Jackson's got a few years on him. It's like they're they're brothers, but he's got a, a proper older brother, I suppose, isn't he? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say father, but clearly a brother who's older than older brother, not a father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah kickboxer wins, um, and then um, I can't even read the fucking. Oh. We get our first guinea pig squeal. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. It, it, mm, what, why? Who Who put that in there? What human was making that sound? Because it happens so many times during the fights that it really gets on my nerves. Yeah. it's a, It does happen quite a lot. Like somebody's squealing, mm. isn't it? Or Yeah. So, <laughs> but it happens about 10, and it's really fucking obvious, and it re- I don't know why. That's always it. Maybe it's the frequency or something, but it always annoyed the fuck out of me. Mm. I don't know why. Uh, somebody get... I, I wrote it down every time it came and I gave up because I, got, I, got, I was so annoyed by it. Yeah. And then the other thing as well is, so it's almost as if that the person who lost, they kind of thought he's a contender potentially because they throw all the betting slips at him. It's the only time they do it as well, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe they kind of bet money on him thinking, oh, he's going to be good. And actually, he turns out to be a load of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, next fight, uh, it's kickboxer versus karate. And it's uh, Swan Paredes, who uh, I think is the guy who fought that black guy on the beach. Oh, you know what? I've actually skipped forward in my notes. You're right. The first one was just um, two people. Just a generic. It? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, generic, generic people. Yeah. Sorry. Number two was beach. I've skipped forward three lines in my notes, so apologies. Uh, but that, yeah, th- beach man. And then, he, so he's writing a karate dude called Sen Ling. Um, and he wins in one minute, 13 seconds. <laughs> Which is quite slow. Apparently. Um, next up, you've got Jackson, who's a brawler. Yes. Uh, and he's fighting again, like a karate dude. Um, he's got no name. Uh, there's no time. Um, 
I, I just called him tiny leotard trousers. Yeah, there's clearly no weight classes in these no, matches, is there? No. <laughs> this fella that Jackson's fighting is about is about three stone piss wet through. Yeah, so there's no, like I said, weight classes. Um, so he starts off, though, Jackson's kind of like, well, very complacent, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and... just being your big man trying to just get just gets hit a few times by it. Little fella gives him a bleeding nose. Yeah. And then he just uses his size, just grabs him and twats him. Yeah, he grabs him by the hair, it... smashes his head <laughs> to the floor. It's almost like when he sees the blood, it gives him like that power, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it's quite it was, it was quite funny because it's just, it's just, there's, there's no grace in it. It's just, oh, fuck it, I'm way bigger than you. Yeah. It's like, it, it'd be like if you were fighting a nine-year-old. Yeah play fighting a bit and they were hitting you like you go on no no stop it stop being a little shit and it's like if they actually pulled a knife out on you and you actually had to fucking belt them yes that's what it would be like yeah if they pull a knife out on you it's like i'm sorry kid wallop yeah (laughs) um and so then he's so he wins and he starts calling out chong lee it's it's an audacious move which is you know, I know he's he's a bit got a bit of a screw loose, but you're thinking, hang on, fucking hell. Particularly when he he tells what he tells Frank in the next scene. Yeah. Um. So oh, anyway, and then sorry, Rap Rap Man cleans up some blood. Rap Man gets another little scene. Yes. Uh. And then uh, Frank makes a little crack about you know what took you so long. Um. So next fight, it's Chong Lee versus um. But, Bud Nam Prang? Bud Nam Prang, yes. Yes, I actually wrote that one down. Uh, Kung Fu fighter dude. And um, now my nan, that, so Chong Lee's got this thing about he clears his nose in front of everybody. Yes. Which I think is disgusting, yeah. but, you know, um, it, it's that thing where he, he blo- you know, he kind of blows, he holds his finger over one nostril and then blows the, you know, get the snot out. Yeah, it's very disrespectful, I imagine, in a one-on-one fight. Yeah, um, and my nan always used to say, oh, you dirty prat. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was quite funny. Anyway, so he knocks him out, smashes him in about in 14.8 seconds, which is a new world record. Yes. Um, and and it, it turns out at this point, we find out that Chong Lee loves a fucking crowd. Loves it. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Because uh, they're, all, they're all chanting, Chong Lee, Chong Lee. Um, and then this is where um, Jackson explains that, you know, he's never been defeated and he killed a guy by kicking him in the throat. Yeah, like, last game of time. Yeah. Why did he call him out then? I don't know. That's what I mean, it's an audacious move, Jackson. You see, he's actually got some martial arts prowess. You're a big fella who can hit hard. Yes. And drink drinks beer and stuff. You've got no actual skills, so... And it's not—it's all right when you're fighting three stone little weaklings, but Chong Lee's not a tiny person. No. He's built like a shit house, and he's good at what he does. You're gonna struggle. Yes. And you've seen him kill someone. And he's got massive fucking pecs. Yes. And he's flexing them in slow motion as well. Yeah. He loves it. Um. So yeah. Um. I can't remember. I can't read my own fucking writing now. You Wait, carry on. Frank's up. Frank's up. Frank's turn. Oh, yes. You'll, you'll never guess who he's fighting. Uh, it's only Hussein from the bar. Oh, yes. Sadiq yeah. Hussein versus Frank yeah. Dukes, I've put. Um, no, they, they they square up and uh, 
Oh, Hussein, you fine actor, you. Oh, yes. Now I show you some trick or two. Trick or two. Some trick or two. Yes. Um, The anticipation's building up now because you don't, you've never seen what Frank Duke, you know, what Dukes can do. Um, And he basically takes him out in, well, 12.2 seconds, apparently. Uh, yeah, it's a weird fight because I actually put he grabs his wrist and uh, punches him. Hussein goes to get up and then passes out. Yeah, it's almost like he does a Jedi mind trick where he waves yeah. him back down. Yeah, he, he does him with one punch. It's I know he breaks the record because he gets in twelve point two, and Chong Lee's not happy because he squints. Yes, um, and Ray go. You know, Ray's got a complete erection at the fact that his buddies just beat the world record that was only just fucking set. But you, I kind of expected more out of the first fight. I expected him to, you know, have, not have a fight that he was tough, but just show a bit more flair rather than just going bang, done. I know it's good that it's bang and done, but I wanted to see a bit more, I don't know, a bit more what he pizzazz. Can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so then oh. after he's won, um, Hussein yeah. gets back up and tries to do a little uh, sucker punch oh, on yeah. him. Yeah. But he's wise to it and he elbows him in the face. Uh, which is, which apparently was a real elbow. Like he was did, it? I think he knocked, he either knocked him down or knocked him out. But did he knock his gold tooth out? Well, I don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, so little rat boy man, he he takes centre stage at this point. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah gone. He's like a fucking magpie, isn't he? He's, I just, I just love the way he runs up to it. He's staring at it. He grabs it. And I just like the fact he, he's looking around. He's just looking around like a stray cat that's just found a free meal. It's like, what the fuck? No, no, can no one see? No one's watching, right? It's like, of course they can. You're in the middle of the fucking room. Someone can see. Somebody's got to see. But no, yeah. no one cares. But he, he tests the tooth out. He bites down on the tooth to make sure it's actual gold. And when he realises it, he sort of gives himself a little please, sort of eyebrow raised, sneaky smile, and then just sort of fucking scampers back into the shadows. Again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now you get a little fight to survive montage. Yes. Um, of different fighters. So first up, you got Blue Shorts versus Grey Kung Fu. Don't know what. Uh, Grey Kung Fu wins. Uh, yeah. Next up, you got Monkey Dude versus... I got, yeah, not Blanca. He wins. Yeah, uh, versus somebody in a white outfit. Uh, he's got quite an interesting style, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. So he, he rolls around, doesn't he? Like a... I don't know. You can't... <laughs> what? I thought I thought you were going to say monkey. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've is, called him monkey. Kind of is, I've called him monkey it, dude. But it is though. If if have you ever seen like baby chimps play? Yeah, they kind of do that thing where they're all on their they're all on their knuckles, and then they start. I've seen them do roly polies and stuff, and obviously they're not doing it to scrap. But it is a bit like a young chimp. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um. And uh, so, and he's. I mean, he's not. He takes a not, shot or two, but it's just. Yeah. He goes between his legs. He he seems to like knock him down. He knocks his legs from underneath. It's like his chop is his special weapon, isn't it? Because you've seen him chop yeah. coconuts, so he's got to have a hard chop. He, he he's got his chop, and he's unwieldy, and people can't figure his style out. Yeah. That's kind of his thing. He's not, he's not necessarily powerful. He's not, not not as powerful as other fighters. It's just people are wondering, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing on my back? Ouch, you fucker! Yeah, and also, I I, so I, I don't know. Yeah, he, he's got this. Like I said, he, he seemed, that's all he does, really. I, th- you know, you hear the the sort of like the squealing guinea pig noise. Yes, I swear I hear him making monkey noises or 
<laughs> while he's doing this, or somebody's in the crowd doing it. I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> to be fair. It's odd. Anyway, uh, then you get gold legs versus white legs, and gold legs wins. <laughs> uh, then you got Steve Dorr versus Paco, um, who's a kickboxer. Pa- he's the Sagat fella, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's he's the yeah. Sagat. Um, apparently, he was a, a champion kickboxer. Um, uh, and he wins by knee to the face. He's a bit of a dirty fighter, isn't he? Yeah. It's not a very convincing knee either. He's just holding that fella who's got a bleeding face and he's putting his legs somewhere near his, his nose region. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you've got Blackout versus Jackson. So Jackson's fought twice now. Uh, yeah. And Jackson, I just put, ja- Ray, I put Ray Dwarf Bowls a midget. <laughs> he does. It's a slow motion of him, like holding this guy and throwing him off the, the <laughs> runway uh and, and then he goes yeah he sort of like he, he that does that thing doesn't he where you clean your hands like after you've done a job and he goes go yeah. home um now you get chong lee who's versus yeah. a boxer um which i just had to put he just twat someone yeah he twats him in the chest which knocks his gum shield out of his mouth which i thought was quite impressive uh then you've got the big dude who um uh e honda uh, versus blue outfit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he Honda back, back breaks a white man. Yeah, uh, which is quite a nice finishing move. Uh, black mm-hmm. outfit versus Paco, um, and he wins by elbow to the face. Yep. Uh, gold versus brown, uh, and, and gold wins with a chop to the face. Uh, orange versus Frank Dukes. Uh, he wins with, with a kick to the face. Is this the one where he just kicks him in the head a few times? I think so, yeah. Is it, where we, is it the one where he's almost like playing keepy-uppy with a bloke's face? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, defence would be, you know, just just move backwards a foot or put your hands up or yeah. something. But it's like doink, 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 roundhouse done. Uh, and then you've got Grey grey Outfit versus Chong Lee, uh, and um, he, he wins via a kick to the body and a chest flex. That's what, yeah, that's what I put. Chong Lee flexes his tits. Yeah, he loves it, doesn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's your, your fighting montage. Um, no, we'll think about this. Apart from the last fight, none of these fights last very long, do they? No. They're over. No, in, no. Even the ones that I suppose are featured, they still only last for, well, it's less than two minutes, isn't it? I think. In a, in a, you've got a 93 minute runtime, including credits. If you've got, If you're going to show bits of the whole tournament, you're not going to show much of those bits. No. Um, but I still think that the, I say fairly effective. You get quite a lot of fights in there for, for like probably yeah. an, a two minute segment. Yeah. And you do, you do. I mean, the, some of the fighting quality is, is questionable of, of really like, I don't want to call them the main characters, but like the street fighter esque characters, the ones who are singled out to be different mm. aren't actually the best fighters. It's always the ones where you had like, I don't know, gold trousers versus brown trousers. Yeah, they seem to get where a bit of airtime, don't but they? But where, where it's clearly like two, like probably two like uh, Chinese stuntmen or something. Yeah. Who are actually trained in martial arts proper. Their, their fights are a lot quicker. There's a bit more technicality about them and stuff as well. Yeah. Whereas the other ones, not not so much. No. Not so much. Uh, so now we're back to Rawlins and Helmer and they're eating at a restaurant, a dodgy restaurant. Uh, Inspector Chen stops by and and they offer him some food and he says something like, "Oh, I never eat here." Uh, they're they're eating eel. 
They are eating eel. Um, which then, so then they've got a, a lead on where Frank Dukes is. They found out where he's he's staying, and so they there's a dog that's there, and um, one of them throws some food. Now, for all these it's... years, because I, I watched it with the subtitles on, all these years yeah. I always thought he says something like, uh, "Here, have some of you," because. <laughs> I thought he was eating a dog or something, you know, because, well, they, people eat dog, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah. So, but he doesn't, he says, here, have some eel. Yeah. Which the dog just kind of turns his nose up at it. Yeah, but is it, which one, which one's Wick? which one's Forrest again? Is it Rawlins? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to find out. Yeah. Because it's Rawlins who's loving the eel. Yes. And when Chen turns up, he's like, oh, do you want some of this? It's great. And he just goes... Uh, no, I, I don't eat here. Yeah. As if, as if to say, I'm local and I know this is shit. And even the local street dogs know it's shit because they won't even eat it either. Yeah. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, it is Rawlins, who's Forrest Whitaker. Mm. Uh, so now we're at the hotel and... Uh, Ooh, it's oh, fashion number two. Oh, his jacket's... Am- he's out oh, yeah. We're, we're all in black, you know, all in cool black, but we're just, we're just putting it with a uh, overly baggy mustard yellow jacket which is atrocious yes uh so and so frank and jackson are pretty close at this point i think because they're always together aren't they even even in their off day they're you know in in their spare time they're still together aren't they but jackson's having a beer of course um and um obviously they, they get confronted by uh helmer and rollins um, and um, I like this. Jackson calls Rawlins a dick face. Yes, yeah, because he, he jumps in there, doesn't he? Because they want to take him back. And uh, Frank wants two days. Um, he said he'll go with him in two days. And he's like, yeah, he steps in. He's like, ain't your pal dick face. Mm. Uh, and uh, so they, they say, look, you know, come quietly. Or I was going to say, come quietly or there'll be trouble. But no, they don't say that. They They get these tasers out. Of their their pockets, it's not like they've got holsters. They're quite no. bulky. These They're tasers, isn't they? Massive, aren't they? <laughs> That's why they all had such baggy jackets back then, because th- there wasn't anything small. Yeah. So if you're going to carry a taser around, it's it's like a foot long and about four or five square inches at the end. Yeah, it's got a big big end on it, hasn't it? And um, well, like, it's like block- something else I could name. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite blocky as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's not discreet. Um, no. So anyway, they're, they've got these tasers out to, to sort, of, sort of like, you know, show that they mean business. Um, and then Jackson rugby tackles them or, you know, American football tackles, whatever, uh, tackles them to a sofa. Um, and um, and then Rawlins says something like, uh, you want to shit sparks? <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Um, so then, then you get a little chase sequence, which basically... yes. Frank is toying with them. Yeah. Although sometimes he's running and he looks quite serious. But other times he's, he's almost doing like a like a martial art singing in the rain. Yeah. He's like swinging around a lamppost. You know, he's ahead of them. So he stops by a railing and pretends to relax for a second. When they get near him, he scarpers off again. He's off through markets and jumping over bread <laughs> while they bundle after him. Uh, while this song plays, and apparently we're going to steal the night. Yes, I think that's what the song's called. Um, it's, it's it's a very unusual. I don't know. I don't know why I find this scene so unusual. Yeah, 
because you got this basically uh, Helmer's an old fucker Rawlins is a bit overweight and he's not clearly yeah. as in shape as um, as Frank and uh, but they're chasing after him and it seems it's all a bit I don't know it's not slapstick because the music doesn't suit suit it if it's no, th- that yeah that's what I mean. His actions when he stops a slapstick, or some of the times when he jumps, he smiles at him, or he's pointing at him, or whatever. But there's other times when he's running towards the camera where he looks really serious, but then he stops and then puts a jokey face on, then he runs off again, all serious. Yeah, like, he's a cocky little fucker as well. He's, but um, anyway, it's like look at look at me with my local knowledge where I've been here for a day. Yes. Uh, so he manages to escape them. Uh, he runs across some... Yeah, he, some... Run, he runs across some boats, don't they? And you never guess what happens. They fall in. That's a little bit slapsticky because, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, uh, Helmer spits out some water, which he would have hundred percent got some kind of, you know, horrible shits from from having that kind of water in his mouth, that river water. Uh, so anyway, so now it's date night for Frank. Yes, uh, Frank's got his mustard jacket on; he's ready to rumble. Oh yeah, and so they they're there. No, he's a serious fighter, right? And he's fighting in this snow holds barred fight. And yet he's drinking mm-hmm. wine. And Good point. Good point. The night before another fight. And also, um, you know, she asks him about Helmer and Rollins. And uh, he says, oh, let's not talk about this now. And they have a shag, which you don't see. Um, but it's, yeah. it's the next well, day. Right. It's, a very, it's a very short. I put Frank has dinner with What's-Her-Face. Kumite talk. Something, something, Helms and Rollins. She offers Minge. He accepts that offer. Oh, yes. Uh, and then the next day, you get this almost pornographic shot of Jean-Claude Van Damme pulling up his pants. <laughs> his, his, his tanga briefs. Which uh, he's... And um, he's... Again, this was always a staple of early Van Damme films as well, where you got to see his muscular legs and his arse. Yep. Uh, he's got a very muscular ass as well, hasn't he? Uh, yes, yeah. Sorry, I was <laughs> you were licking your lips, all, then, weren't you? All this, all this talking, but I had to wet the whistle a little bit. But, um, uh, I mean, yeah. to be to be fair, round about you know most film most films of this era, um, it's all boobs, and the only lingering sexy shot is on Van Damme's buttocks. It is. It's all, and she's having a she's having a proper look as well. Oh, yeah. She's like rather. She's like, I've had that, yeah. Or that's had me. I don't know whichever way, whichever way around you want to go. It's like, I've, I've had that. I've had that thrust in me. It's a, Whoa, it's a, look at it. Look at it. So pert. It's a very pert. Pert's exactly the word I was just going to use. Um, but no. Yeah, so and um, you know, it's quite a nice little scene between them. But did are they she... in love? Well, go on. Are they supposed to be in love? I don't think so. I think they kind of both know the score. I think. But this is the thing. This is the question I was going to ask. Is is she using him to get into the Kumite? Did she shag him to get into the Kumite? Do you think she's yeah. that? Uh, do you think she actually likes him, or she's using it? You know, she's using sex as a way to get into this this tournament. I don't know because you could say it about both of them. Is she doing that, or is he using her because he knows that she'll give out if she thinks that he's going to get him into the Kumite? Yeah. Well, but they're both acting as if like that was a really special moment. Yeah. I'll see you later, darling. It's all, yeah. I was like, I can't tell if they're supposed to have genuine affection for each other, or if one's using the other, or they're both using each other, and it ends up the same purpose anyway. It's it's a, it's sort of ambiguous because, like, she. To be fair, he does say to her, "Look, I'm sorry, I can't get you into the Kumite. 
as, just yeah. before he leaves. But then as... I like that. Yeah, but did he say that? Because it's like, yeah, I know what I said last night when we were, um, you know, doing it. But it turns out I can't get you in. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I know we did it. Can't get you uh, a backstage yeah. pass. Yeah, sorry, love. Sorry, love. It was fun. Uh, but I'll see you later for brunch or dinner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and then she kind of, as he leaves, does this look of... I can't tell if it's either a case of she's frustrated because she can't get into the Kumite or she's like, ah, oh, I really like him and, you know, what am I doing? That kind of thing. Oh, I had it down as it's all lovely, but she has the look on her face like she has plan B. Ah, okay. Which she does. So Yes, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, now we're back at the arena and um, there's a uh, one of the... Bookies, I'll call him. Uh, he's with a girl uh, in a cocktail dress, which walks yes. right past Jackson and Frank. And you're thinking, well, Frank, you can, you've got skills of a ninja, but you're not very observant, <laughs> are you? But because it's all because she all even looks at him. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Jackson's fucking around, and he says to the the two. Um, blokes who questioned it uh, them at the start you know pick a brick um and that's what they do and he smashes it but then he says to the you know the one at the bottom oh look not a scratch on it and um and then he says not dimmak um so he says um so what does he say something like ah oh, about this and he smashes the brick over his head yeah the dead butts it into 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 half doesn't he yeah uh, gives it to him and they, they almost they look shocked and almost impressed yes uh and then the bookie asks uh frank if he's feeling how he feels and he says oh, i'm feeling good or, you know and then he spots <laughs> <laughs> then he spots janice janice and it's like uh, oh it's you with oh wow you sneaky... look so different with your hair up and you're in a cocktail yeah. dress <laughs> i didn't recognize you it's because she's a reporter. She can do anything. She's like the Lewis Lane of this film. I tell you what, though, and now this is maybe you know I'll I'll give him some some slack here. I'll cut him some slack because I I play football right, and I play football with the same blokes generally week in week out. You recognise them because you see them at football. You see them in their football gear. I went yeah. to um, I went to Greg's the other day, right, to get a sausage roll or so, or a bacon roll or something, and right. There was a bloke there, standing there. I thought, I fucking recognise you. It's like, fuck me, I've been playing football with you for ten years. But because you're in different clothes, <laughs> I didn't recognise him. Jesus. I get it, it happens, doesn't it? So, But because you see somebody all the time, but you don't see you see them in different clothes, and you think, is shit it, me, now, I didn't recognise you. Is it because you don't recognise them, or is it just because your brain has just no expectation of seeing them? In an unusual place, even if that place is completely normal. Yeah. Because you only see them in certain circumstances. So when you see them, it's like, oh, what the fuck? It's like, of course you go to Greg's because you're in general, you're, you're a standard human being. Why wouldn't you exist anywhere other than the football pitch? Exactly. But it's, uh, anyway, so I can... Ca- it just I, throws I ca- you off, doesn't it? I, I don't know. I don't know if it is that you don't recognise him. It's just the situation as much as anything. You just go, what the fuck? Yeah, I can. I can. Because um, We even said to each other on the Saturday... Um, it, well, actually, he, he said, oh, I said, I'm sorry about that the other day. I says, oh, such a mong. I didn't even recognise you. I was like, fuck Because <laughs> we didn't recognise each other. So, yeah. anyway, those were his words, not mine, by the way, um, before anybody complains. So, um, right, 
So uh, then, yeah, now we're back into the fighting. Um, oh, yeah, that, that's right. So he clocks Janice and she says something like, you know, oh, I had to get in somehow. I was like, okay, fine. As long as you don't shag him. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I wonder, I wonder if she uh, did the dirty with him. Because she's arm in arm with him and that's probably what yeah. he's expecting, isn't it? I mean, she would have had to wash the... You know, she had to wash the smell of Frank out of her first. <laughs> and let's be honest, it's only been half an hour. Yeah. She's actually, she's done bloody well to get ready in that time. She's done well to get hook up with this bloody bookie yeah. out, out of nowhere. Get a cocktail dress on, change your hairstyle, get, get a face of makeup on and get there. By the time she was in bed when we left her, yeah. Frank was ready to, Frank, all Frank had to do was hop on a bus to OK USA man again and walk down the alleyway. And and you can imagine that Frank made a right mess of her as well, <laughs> <laughs> with his muscular ass and yeah, you know, unless well, unless he was very quick, who knows? I can't imagine yeah. he was. He got the he got the, the death a... death touch on her. Yeah, you need a proper douche up there to clean. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, back to the fighting. Yes. So now we've got black shorts versus Paco. Um, Paco's had about three fucking fights, and some of these people haven't had two so no anyway uh so yeah he looks like uh his name looks like toon wing sum uh okay uh, and then uh, and pa- anyway paco wins uh and the crowd don't like him with some knee strikes yeah uh next up you've got gray outfit versus frank uh yes frank wins with frank- a flying kick yeah frank's got frank frank has got an entirely new costume for the day yes yeah. He's now got a fetching red top yeah. on top of his uh, trousers. Um, next up, you've got uh, kickboxer uh, Tongpo, or, or as his name is, Swan Parades uh, versus Chong Li. Yep. Um, so, and then he gets a few hits in against um, Chong Li, and thinking, oh, uh. well, then Chong Li, obviously, you know, he's toyed with him long enough because he smashes him down and he breaks his fucking leg. Yeah. Gives him a co- is it a compound fracture where your bone comes? Oh, out? it's nasty. Yeah, it's nasty. But why? Why is his leg bone sticking out of his kneecap? I don't know. It should be a little bit lower. Ooh, it's pretty. That's that's just me being finicky. Yeah, but, but it's, it, it's pretty grim though. It's and then Janice sees this. Um, Janice has this weird relationship with this tournament because on one hand she almost kind of loves it because whenever she sees Frank fight, she's like, ooh. She's des- She's been desperate to get in there as well. But when she sees violence, she's horrified. It, yeah. It's like, well, you know what it is. I mean, the, it, it. I mean, obviously this is a film, but it, even things like that bone sticking out. I've seen it in real life in UFC fights when yeah. they they leg kick somebody and then they end up breaking their own leg. It's and the leg just kind of turns to rubber. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Uh, oh, just got to say, Chong Lee loves that crowd again. Oh, he fucking loves it, yeah. And uh, But then she, in front of everybody, gets out this massive dictaphone to start taking notes. <laughs> she's looking around. She's doing what the uh, rat man did with a tooth. She gets it out of her pocket, looks around shiftly, just in case anyone can see this giant grey slab in her hand as she starts talking to herself. Yes. Uh, so now you got uh, Red Outfit versus Frank. He wins. I didn't make any notes yep. as to how or why. No, I've got then got Chong Lee wins again. Yeah, Chong Lee's just fucking fought. Yeah, he fights White Outfit, <laughs> um, and he wins with a punch to the back of the head, which is illegal, but still. 
Yeah. I've then got two more generic Asians fight. One of them is about two foot tall. Yeah. Gold leg versus grey leg, I put. I think it... Is it... Is it Grey Leg who's the tiny one? Yeah, I think so. He remi- I don't know why he reminds me of a, a he reminds me of a sentient pickled onion. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, Gold Leg wins with a kick to the back of the head. Yeah. Um, next up, you got Frank, um, and he's Fra- Frank versus who? Where's this person coming I, from? I don't know because he's fighting a black dude. I didn't even yeah. see any. He's a other... ma- like a. Ma- I, well, he's like a massive black mystery voodoo man or something. Yeah, he looks Who, well, Andy, actually. He's muscular. Yeah. He, he's sort of like they face off against each other. This this black dude, he's sort of like, he, he's um, he does the throat thing where he's going to like gonna kill him. He flexes his muscles. He, yeah. He, where did that come from? I don't know. I, I, but as soon as I saw, I wondered at some point, was he supposed to be... Like another one of the main roster of fighters, if you want to call it that, because he gets he, he, we haven't seen him at all up to now. Yeah, like not even one second. But here he is in the whatever it is, not quite quarterfinals or knocking or something. He's in the latest stages, stages, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's given all this screen time to do his little "I'm going to kill you" mime, and then he just gets fucking twatted straight out of the ring. Oh yeah, but it, yeah, but it, but he he felt like a he feels like a character that was cut. I say character, but somebody would have turned up earlier. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, they give Paco quite a lot of fights, don't they? So, but yeah. Um, but anyway. Oh God, sorry. He gets twatted. He does the proper street fighter wobble. Oh yes. Like when you know when you hit him and they go, Ooh, and you got the stars around the head. The only thing missing from him was the stars around his head. Yeah. Uh, it's it quite well done. So, like I said, it's quite funny because it's, he seems to knock out this bloke quicker than he did Hussein. That's true, actually, yeah. It's about eight seconds, isn't um, it? And now this is... So, actually, this is the first time I wrote E-Honda. Um, <laughs> E-Honda versus not Blanca. E-Honda versus Monkey Man. And uh, <laughs> it's... So, and he starts to having a bit of... a bit. So, uh, Blanca... Not Blanca, Dalsim. He, he's having a bit of luck against him. Because, obviously, the size difference is massive. Yeah. Um, and so, he's going through his legs. He's using his... His speed, he's doing a few little kicks and a few punches. He tries a little drop kick against his chest and obviously just bounces off him. Yeah. It's like a honey badger versus a bear. Yeah. Like the bear's just like, uh, 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 slowly swiping around. Yeah. And there's little things just fucking nipping at his ankles. And then, so and he does, he jumps at him and then he gets caught in this guy's grasp and he's, he's he, does, he killed death by bear hug yeah. and broken back. He, he does break his back, doesn't he? He cracks, there's a crack. Yeah. You know. So is he dead? Hmm? He can't be, is he? Well, I mean, I don't think he's dead, but well, he's almost certainly paralysed because you either, yeah, but it's like when you go to a chiropractor and they crack you. Yeah. Because the crowd, the crowd's not got a problem with that. No. Apparently. They have a problem with the next next time it happens, but they, they're they not bothered by this one. No, see, this is the thing, right? So, uh, Big Dude or E-Honda, how many times has he fought? Is this his third fight? Awesome. Um, he does the back back breaker on somebody, back doesn't break. he? I think we might see another little clip of him doing something during the thing. Well, it's, hmm. well, Mo- it's only second or third. Yeah. Well, Monkey Man's only fought twice, hasn't he? That's true. Well, this is his second fight, actually. So, um, but I thought I I, was, I don't know why I always thought he's in it a lot more because he's quite an interesting little fighter, isn't he? Yeah. But he's only in it. He's only got two fights, which 
Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, next up, you've got uh, Chong Lee versus Rich White Dude. Yes. Uh, and he wins. Uh, Chong Lee wins with a flying knee. Um, and next up, you've got Dukes versus E Honda. Yes. Um, so and this is the first time they actually see Frank, and he's he's in a bit of trouble here. So yeah, he he gets he gets touched up a little bit. So he takes his jacket yeah. off or his shirt off. Yeah, rips his nice new shirt a little bit, doesn't he? Like rips one of his buttons or something. So he takes it off. Yeah, um, and then he does the. Uh, there's a, there's a little bit going on. He's kicking his arms and he's he's just bouncing off him. He Ed, Ed, is it Eddie Honda or E mm. Honda? It is E Honda, but E could stand for Edward. Edmund, Eddie. Oh, I'd always thought it was Eddie Honda, but I always called him that anyway. Uh, anyway. Are you sure that's just not a motorbike shop near you? Eddie's Hondas. Uh, no, I, don't, I think so. But anyway, so he, so, and Frank's looking a bit worried here because he's trying all these power kicks and they ain't working, you know. And then uh, he, the, uh, the, uh, Eddie lo- lunges at him and he does the splits and punches him in the bollocks, um, which sends him a bit funny, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. Um as it would, to be honest, if you just had a death punch to the to the hacky sack. Actually, no, I've missed a bit. Before oh, no. he does that, he, he does do the splits. He does he? the splits, and oh. he catches him. He catches his kick, doesn't he? And it's uh, yeah. he pulls him into the splits. But it almost looks like it hurts because he kind of yeah. like pulls up against it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, yeah. Do you know what I got confused then as well? Because I put splits. And then I and then I knew I thought that was going to be the nut punch, so I had to scribble my next one out. But yeah, he end, but he ends up in the same bear hug that broke. That's it. And you're thinking, oh yeah. fuck, he's he's in trouble here because he's getting his you know getting squeezed. But he does. He's I, I suppose again, he, he learns from the old Tanaka where he got headbutt headbutted. So and he headbutts him to get out of it. Yeah. Um, and then and he does. Then this is a slow motion punch to the stomach. Yeah, because although he's been, although he's had the death punch to the nuts, he kind of like hulks up a bit, doesn't he? Eventually, yes. Uh, beats his chest or something, and then then goes to get him. And uh, hold on, I think now we I've, haven't quite got to that. So he does this punch. It's almost like the, oh. it's almost like the death the, the death touch, yeah. the dimmack to his stomach. Yeah, and he does that weird look, and this is where he suddenly starts to do his. It's like it gives him power, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, um, and this, and so he runs at him. This is the splits punch, where he punches yes. him in the bollocks. And I, I don't know why, but it's it's not. I don't know. The thought, kicking somebody in the bollocks is one thing, but you can't imagine this bloke's got any pants on. No. So he would have actually touched his balls when he punched him. He'd, he'd, yeah, he'd have had that. sweaty knuckles, sweaty balls, sack knuckles. Yeah, and yeah, he's got thick thighs, so them, 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 they're nuts. They're never getting cool. They're always sweaty. Yeah, but I have to say, you've seen him do the splits quite a lot, but you've not actually seen him. Do, this is the Johnny Cage moment, isn't it? Which before Johnny Cage mm-hmm. was even a thing, um, you know, where he does that splits punch to the bollocks, and it's pretty cool. I have to say, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is it is good, and it's the only way he was going to beat him. So he's not, you know, I suppose size matters. We, we, we've already seen size matters when um, when Jackson twats the little man on his first fight. Again, that's down to size. Yep. He just, you know, this time the small man finds a way around the big man. Um, and then, then the crowd has started ch- chanting uh, Dukes, which 
pisses off Chong Lee yeah. massively. Uh, I mean, I feel sorry for his next opponent because he's really unhappy. Who's his next opponent? Oh, oh it's it's only Jackson who'll be called oh, out at the start me. as well. Jesus, what, uh, what are the chances? Um, and so Frank's saying to Jackson, you know, he's giving a bit of coaching, uh, yeah. you know, stay away from his right leg. And, um, you know, Jackson says that he's got this. Um, yeah. He says he's weak, he's weak to the gut as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, all two inches of gut that he has because 80% of his of his uh, thorax region, thorax, what insects have, 80% of the top half of his body is, is merely made up of pecs. His pecs, yeah. Um, he couldn't have a six-pack because four of them would be covered by pecs. Yes. So, anyway, he does all right to begin with. And he, he hits yeah. Chong Lee and he, he does the whole, the old head smash thing. And you're thinking, oh, fucking hell. And it, but he turns his back on him. I, 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 really annoying. Because he could have had him. He could, he, when he donks him on top of the head... And he's he's actually he's actually uh, he staggered him. Yeah, if he'd have just fucking t- pushed him really hard, or just clotheslined him or something, he could have had him out of that ring. Chong Lee's out, mm. but instead he he knows what you got to do to win. He knows he hasn't knocked him out, but then he starts he starts run, no, jumping around the ring, saying Jackson, Jackson, woo, and, and and saying that he's got him, and you know shouting at Frankie that he's got him, he's got him, yeah, Jackson, etc. It's like. You know you haven't got him, you idiot. Turn, just finish him off. Then three seconds. Take three seconds out of your day to kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Or boot him out of the ring. Then do all the celebrating. Yeah. Uh, Stupid Jackson. Uh, uh, so he gets taken out by Chong Lee, kicks him to the leg, kicks him to the throat, or punches him to the throat, which knocks him down. Uh, and, and then he does the whole... Um, it, he gets stomped on the back of his head, doesn't he? Like a slow motion yeah. stamp on the back of it, like a Bruce Lee stamp, sort of neck yeah. neck break thing. Um, and uh, and then you get like there's a whole um, Duke's realizes what's going to happen, and he's going no kind of thing. Um, and then he takes his Harley Davidson headband and starts waving it around like a fanny. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Frank does fuck up a little bit, right? He's just had his head stamped on. Yeah. So naturally, the thing you're doing is jump in the ring and you try and shake Ray's head until he wakes up. Yeah, yeah. It's like he, he's, he could have all manner of neck damage. All you're doing is making sure that, well, you know, you weren't going to feel much below your waist. I'm just going to make sure that below your neck is now the bit that's damaged. Yes. Just by shaking that poor spinal cord around your plum. Um, so now we're at the hospital and... Um, Jackson, is he unconscious? Is he sort of semi-conscious? Um, I think he's semi-conscious at this point, isn't he? Or he's... Un- but I think he's unconscious, but the doctor says he's lucky to be alive. Yes. Um, but he's but he's going to be fine. Yes. Uh, and ja- so, that ten- so that tension's gone. Yeah. Well, and Janice is there. Janice is there, and she's obviously... it's So she's witnessed all of this kind of stuff, and she's... You know, although she was like wanting to do this report on the Kumite, now she's just appalled by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and um, and and Frank says he's going to get back at Chong Lee, uh, and uh, and then Janice goes to the cops to stop the Kumite. Yeah. So, oh, we we see Lynn. We see Lynn first, doesn't he? He's like, forget about the girl, Frank. Clear your head, because that's what Lynn does. Yeah. Oh, he goes. Oh, you're head. losing it, Frank. Um, so anyway then um, Frank goes on this little journey kind of 
<laughs> Emotion. Uh, where he's That's where us. he goes. Yeah, everywhere he sees he sees Chongli everywhere, doesn't he? He's flash. He's having flashbacks yeah. again. Yeah, he's having flashbacks of Chongli. He he's having flashbacks of things that we saw what ninety five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he's he's looking very solemn. He's solemn on the bus, and he sees Chong Li. Um, where else? He? Oh, then he then he's he, he's looking out over Hong Kong, you know, solemnly you know, with his knee up, like a. I mean, it's proper fucking dairyly this. Yeah, it, but it's fine. It's fine. He's remembering Tanaka in bed. Um, then it goes to the morning, and obviously he's. I don't know where he is all of a sudden, but he's just doing the splits overlooking Hong Kong. It's it does look pretty awesome, I have to say. Yeah. Um, and like you said, he's gone up to the roof of this hotel or somewhere, and he's doing the splits with an amazing backdrop, and he's yeah. doing all these. Oh, the, just in case you know, the song is saying, "I can be strong on my own." Just in case you're not sure that he's currently on his own. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because he's lost his buddy, and obviously Janice is fucking with his head now a bit as well. So yeah. Um. And he's got he's heading to the Kumite down this shitty alleyway, uh, and but all the cops are there. <laughs> all the cops, you say? Well, a few of them. Um, you mean three? Uh, uh, yeah, and Helmer and Rollins are there to stop him, uh, and, and yet you know he he fights some of these cops, um, well knocks them out because they ain't going to stop yeah. him. What the fuck are they going to do? You know, you won't stop Chen's police force of two men. He just yeah. Kicks one through a door and closes the door, and then I think he kicks another one down some stairs. Yes. Oh, that's it. That, that That's it. Then it's just Chen and Rawls and... Rollins. Oh, fuck. Heller and Rollins? Helmer and Rollins. Or... Helmer and Rollins. God. Oh, I can't get it. Yeah. And it's just them. And he deflects their tasers. Yes. Which I thought was quite fun. He does that with like a, yes. a dustbin lid or something. Yes. Which hits another couple of cops or something. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. So there wasn't there wasn't a police force of two. There was actually four. But yeah, two of them get taken yeah. out by a taser. Yeah. And Inspector Chen goes to get his pull his gun out, but obviously the Helmer Rollins stop him because you know the, all of this sort of stuff reminds me of AWOL. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when yeah. he escapes, and then they but instead of sending two well one geriatric and a, a you know a young hothead after him, they send two fucking killers to, to yeah. Beat the shit out of him to get him back, but it is—it's all, you know. This was redone in a wall, I suppose. This whole yeah. thing. Well, I, I do like it once he tases the other two, because yes, Janice is there as well, isn't he? So Janice isn't turns she? up in her normal clothes. Yeah, Janice, tur- Janice turns up. Then it's like it's like Rawlins and Teller. No, Hella, Hella. Fuck, Hella and Rollins. It's like at that point they just go, oh, fuck it, may as well watch. Yeah. Which, which again is similar to so the the two guys that go to take him back to the foreign legion. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. end up watching him fight in the final fight, don't they? So. Oh yeah, but but they've kind of helped set it up, haven't they? Because they're cheering for a tiller. Ah, yes, you're right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But yes. then they see him get the shit kicked uh, out of him. And they they come round to to Leon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then um, so they're kind of. Um, I've put here. They're they're shitting it. I don't know why they're shitting oh, because, it. Is it Fra- oh, is because it he's Frank's late. Late. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, also all the organisers are shitting it because um, Frank's late for the final fight yeah. uh, or the semi. Because this is the semi-final. He's still got one. More. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, semi-final. The bookie man 
put some money in uh, one of the Dragon Brothers' pockets, doesn't he, to give him an extra an extra minute or so. But just as he does that, Frank walks in, he just whips it straight back out of his pocket yeah, again. I was quite like that. Uh, yeah, so then um, um, Janice is there, and like I said... The, how, did, the, how did they get in? I don't know, I don't know. Those two fucking bouncers have disappeared all of a sudden. Yeah, it's supposed to be impossible to get in. And Janice only got in because she was with the bookie the day before. She's not with the bookie today, and she's been al- she's been allowed back in. And then oh, he- Rollins and Hella, Hella, yeah, yeah, hey, they just walk in. Is it just like finals day? Can't be bothered now. Anyone can come in. Yeah, fuck it. Um, so next, so you get Paco versus Frank. Uh, yes, Paco's a dirty fucker. He sucker punches him. He does. Have you noticed as well? He he does it in another fight. He's got this. He's got kind of a. It's like he's got a tick. Like this wobbly, wobbly smirk head that's always going on. Mm. In the background, one of the other ones, he, he's, he's got this wobbling head. Like he, maybe he was on too much coke or something at the time. I don't know. But. Uh, um, and the, 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 again, this is another signature thing that happened in Van Damme movies where they're sort of trading body kicks. Yeah, because the, the fight's a bit back and forth. They're both having a bit of success. I've just put Frank decides to have a dick swinging kickoff. Yeah. Um, Until he wins, basically. <laughs> which, uh, and then, so he wins that, and he wins with a spinning roundhouse uh, kick. And, and Jan- Janice is having to sit on a towel at this oh, point. Oh, she's loving it, yeah. So, um, and then, uh, uh, did we get lots of squealing guinea pigs in this one? Oh, God, yeah. There's, I'd, I'd given up marking them. I think I'd got to about number six or number seven. I uh, gave up, gave up in the end. Yeah. Uh, so next up, you've got Chongli versus... Shan Ip Mug. Shan Ip Mug. He's got gold. He got gold shorts on. Gold, oh, I was gold thinking, shorts on. Where the fuck's he come from? My thoughts exactly. Why is Chong Lee not fighting against one of the other? Why is he in the final? Uh, yeah. Or well, semi-final, Just, I should say. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I, again, I've just put Chong versus generic Asian because Barry's shorts. He's just what he feels like one of the generic background characters. Where surely he should be fighting one of the ones. From the start, from the start in montage. Yeah. Um, anyway. It should be him versus um, E Honda. Yeah, yeah. But, well, anyway, there's a bit of a, it's a bit of a back and forth um, up until Chong, the point where Chong Lee thinks, oh, fucking, I've had enough of this now. And he starts smashing him up. And then um, he breaks his neck. Yeah. Um, which, so obviously, then everybody turns their back. Uh, yeah, even the dragon, the silver dragon, black dragon brothers, whatever they're called. Yeah. Society, they they turn their backs on him as well, and yeah, Chong Chong's not happy. Uh, no, and so, but he, so he wants the crowd to go mad for him, but they're not because they're all yeah. ashamed. He's disgraced the situation, hasn't yeah. he? Uh, and so anyway, he turns to Frank and goes, "You are next." Uh, yes, and 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 he's right because it's it's <laughs> sounds good. Well done. You can't trick Chong Lee, can you? He's sharp as a button. Uh, Chong Lee versus Frank Dukes. Uh, all the people are betting. Um, Chong Lee's trainer is sticking something in his belly button. Yeah, put, yeah puts an Alka Seltzer in his pants or, a, or sort of a salt thing. I don't know what the yeah. fuck it is. So it's like a tablet. They prepare isn't the it? mat. Yeah, they prepare the mat so it's all skatey. Yes. Um, oh, he's also got Ray's headband round his leg as well. Yeah, just a taunt, uh, Frank. Yeah. Um, they get and, they get in the ring. He flexes his pecs. Yes, um, um, and this is the longest fight of the whole film, really, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Um, I didn't oh, t- yeah, time how, how long it lasts, but 
It's probably only five minutes, if that. Yeah. But he, he, he tells Frank, you break my record, now I break you, like I break your friend. Yeah, points to his leg. Um, yes. Uh, and he's a cheating twat as well, because he, he, he uses the ref to block him. Yeah. I just like that. This is uh, yeah, because because Frank does a flying kick off the ref because Frank's getting some good stuff in. Yeah, and Chonley throws the ref at him and he kind of shields him and does a flying kick off him. And it's sort of a pa- and Chonley's got a bit more power. He he he, he comes back. He, he throws Frank in slow motion hilariously. Oh yes, that is quite Van, funny. Van Dam's throw face at his noise is amazing. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so, but Frank's doing all right, and he's he's winning, and then Chong Lee pulls yeah. out this thing and throws a load of dust in his eyes. Does no one notice? Well, yeah, it's in front of everyone. I don't understand this. Because it's supposed to be, it's an honoured thing. Yeah. Right? They, they, they frown upon killing, but out-and-out out cheating, I, I wouldn't think they'd stand for. And it's not like, because he's sort of down on one knee, isn't he? And he pulls it out of his pants crumbles in his fingers, drops 95% of it on the floor because, you know, clumsy or something. And then, yeah, just throws it in his face. Yeah. And um, uh, and this, but this kind of, he, Frank again goes through all these different emotions in slow motion, doesn't he? He gets, <laughs> he gets fucking, beaten up a fucking bit. Fucking hilarious. It is funny because <laughs> he goes from being a bit sort of scared, a bit, you know, then he's fucking angry. And then, you know, he starts to calm down, but it's all in slow motion. Yeah, um, it is pretty awesome, and then it, then. But it is quite funny though. It's quite in the context of the film. It's awesome, it, but all of the. It's te- it is terrible. It's like he's having a stroke or something. It's terrible. <laughs> but somehow it works for the film. Yes. I think. Um, and anyway, so then he remembers his training. Oh, at, sorry, you you for, you, for, you forgot the bit. Go on. At this point, Chong is. Fucking loving it. He's not just running. He's not just like doing that thing where he kind of sort of semi smiles and waves his hands up in the air to get the crowd to try. He starts whooping with joy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. He's fucking loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but the, and it's like this is where he remembers his training um, and all the slow motion, all the kicks and splits and yeah. and everything else, um, and then. You know, he starts coming back into it, um, and he he does his trademark spinning kick, um, which knocks Chongli down, and then he makes him he makes him give up. Yeah, well, he, he does some helicopter kicks first. Oh, that, again, that's trademark Van Dam, isn't it? And they all kind of miss. He does some split. Chongli goes after him. And he does he does a full split jump. Yes, um, which again, like number five or six in this film is a lot of splits. And Janice is loving it does, as well. Yeah, she's. Jeez, I'm surprised people aren't drowning sat next to <laughs> And um and then yeah, he does his roundhouse, knocks him down. I was like, yeah, quit. I just put yeah, quit Chong, you pussy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so that's it. He he wins. Uh he gets a sword. Which ain't going through custom. So what's he gonna do with I was that? like, is that it? I want a big prize fund here. I want Absolutely. Um and then, you know, he says, This is for you, Shidoshi. Yes. Um and then back at hospital, Jackson's up and <laughs> drinking drinking beer. beer. Uh, and then, so they're telling the story of the fight. And and then, you know, he says, um, "It's a good job that we didn't have to butt heads." Um, 
I find that, again, I found this quite a touching. No, I, I would agree. Scene. I, I really like this scene, yeah, because they tell they because they it's like Ray's looking at Frank with with pride. Oh, when they tell when they tell Ray that he made Chong Lee quit, it's it's all it's almost like it's almost like a, a I know he's not his dad, but it's like looking like it's like a dad looking at his son first ride a bike when without the stabilizer. Yeah, he gets his proper little proud look on his face, and he gives then he gives him his headband back as well, and that just that just pushes that pushes all of Ray's emotion buttons. It it is, and it's good because and like it, then he says you know. Something like uh, anytime, any place, anywhere. You yeah. know, I'll be there. Um, if you need I, me. I did genuinely got got a bit choked up when that yeah. uh, scene happened. Uh, no, I, no, I, I agree. It's just yeah, anytime, any place. It's the it's the love of two brothers, isn't it? I think that's yeah. the you know two two men who've been through this thing, this situation, and as ridiculous as the last scene has just been with the whole slow motion facial of. Imp- you know um imp- impressions and and whatever and screaming and whatever it kind of it grounds it a little bit i think for me and um yeah so and, and he uh, he tell he tells ray that he loves him yeah and ray even says me too well that's and it's like, that's the so jackson then kind of brings it back into almost like not jokey but he's kind of like they've had the tender moment between each other and now it's like yeah me too uh, kind of, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I think there's a genuine thing now. I, I, that's a really nice little scene. Yeah. Um, back at the airport now, and um, they're waiting for Hel- Helmer and Rollins are waiting for Frank, and they're going, "Oh, he's fucking, he's done it to us again." And yeah, he's wait, he's already on the plane, and he takes the piss out of him again, uh, and says, "You know, I've been waiting here for ages. What are you doing?" And uh, I think Helmer calls him a son of a bitch. Uh, he, he sort of almost like it's a fun, it's a. He recognises that he's a pain in the arse, but yeah, you know, it's like he wouldn't have him any other way either. Yeah, at the same at the same. You know what to expect. He's just like, you're such a dickhead. Yeah, but I love you because you're a knobber. But you're on our side, which is kind of what they said. Yeah. I'm glad you're on our side, kid. Um, yeah. And then um, Janice shows up in a taxi, um, and how did I get on the runway? I don't know. Good point. Yeah, um, and th- but she does this kind of this martial arts. I'm doing it now, like where you put your yeah. hand, your fist into your other hand and bow. Where, where did that? Where did that come from? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, Frank does the same back, looks at her and thinks, "Been there, done that," and he leaves her behind. Done. Yeah. And then you get the whole kind of um, music start up again, and you get this. It's quite a long sequence of text where it explains yeah. about Frank Dukes and about you know he holds the fastest records for this, that, and the other, and he, yeah. you know. All this bullshit. He's a superhero. He he won World War Two. He you know won Vietnam. Yeah, uh, yeah. World's strongest man. Thirty eight years in a row. You know that sort of thing. Punched an asteroid out of the sky. Everything like that. Yeah, um, and that's it. So and then that was it. That's the end of the film. That was a ninety minutes. Um, and and as it stands, um, where sort of where where are we? We're about two hours twenty five minutes. <laughs> you added an hour onto the film, um, but you know. So yeah, go on. Um, what what did you think of the film? This is one of those films for me. It's better than the sum of its parts because is the acting good? Not particularly. In many places, it's terrible. Yeah. Is the action good? Overall, not really. I mean, as a pure martial arts film, 
the martial arts on display is 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 not of a particularly high quality for eighty five percent of it. Yeah, it's very short, which is not a bad thing. There's not much of a plot, but it doesn't need to be. It's cheesy. Van Damme's got some terrible fashion choices, awful fashion choices in it. It's stupid. It's lots of stereotypes, sort of in it. The big brash American, all that kind of stuff. But it's just so fucking enjoyable. Mm. It's so enjoyable. It's. I think it. We've had we've had one we've we watched loads of films where it doesn't seem to know what it wants to be, or you know they get confused, or it doesn't stick to anything. They don't stick to the whatever they're supposed to be. This knows exactly what it is. Does it? Does it quick? Does it well? Yeah, it's it's just a really really watchable film still, and I, and I was a bit worried because I haven't seen it for a long time. Uh, I was a little bit worried if I'd still like it. Or if this is going to be one of those ones where you just go, God, I know why I liked it when I was little. But after I've seen like if I've seen martial arts stuff like the raid, which like the raid, which is very again knows exactly what it is, does what it does really good, and it is spot on. But this is the same, technically no way near that. But it's just there's something fun about it. Um, I can't, can't quite pinpoint it, but the whole thing's just really watchable. Yeah, and for me, I think a lot of it boils down to the relationship between um, uh, Jackson and yeah. and Dukes. Um, I think he they did they do a lot with not a lot. Yeah, they only really share like the scene where they meet. There's not much of a scene where he before the chase sequence through the streets. Little few bits and bobs during the Kumite. They probably spend what eight or nine minutes on screen together, maybe. Yeah, but they just nail it. They, they do seem they, to have all of those ke- chemistry, scenes. don't they? Yeah, I think it nailed the scenes that could have turned it bad or been made the whole thing unbelievable and stupid. All of those specific scenes that set the tone between the characters and everything. Bang on the money, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, I, I can't disagree with anything you've said. I think it's it's really fun, enjoyable. It's ridiculous in places, but I, I dig all of that. I like it. Um, it's um, it's it's well, yeah. It's it's part of my childhood, but it's still an enjoyable film. Even now, I can still get a kick out of it. I think the fact that Forrest Whitaker's in it as well is quite funny. You know, like I said, yeah. he'd go on to become like an Oscar-winning <laughs> actor, and yet. You know, one of his first acting credits was Bloodsport. So, yeah. um, like you said, the martial arts isn't even that great, but it does show off. It's a perfect vehicle for Van Damme, isn't it? It shows you yeah. what he can do, and it shows you multiple times what he can do, which is the splits, these spinning kicks. <laughs> yeah. He's got a firm arse. You know, he's a bit of a heartthrob, I suppose. Um, yeah. You know, he's got tidy side parting. Yes. Um, but. You know, it's and like you said, I think you summed it up. Is it's like it's like Street Fighter the movie, isn't it? Kind of almost before Street yeah. Fighter was a proper thing, you know. A thing. So, yeah. and it's better than Street Fighter the movie. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I, I always, I mean, like Kickboxer came out shortly after this, and um, I appreciate Kickboxer now for what it is. But I, if it, if it was a choice between watching Bloodsport and Kickboxer, I'd always go for blood sport yeah no i, I would I, th- I like the premise of kickboxing the whole idea of like ooh, we've dipped our things in glass and it's again cocky american gets 
fucking twatted by someone who's actually half decent at it. But um, I like yeah, the whole concept was absolutely fine. But it's just not it's not as enjoyable. Yeah, it's almost like it's say too serious. Yeah. It's um, I mean it has got the Van Damme dance, hasn't it? <laughs> when he's pissed. Oh, that's true. That. That's true. That is fucking true. That, 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 yeah, that does add several points onto that film because that is fucking outstanding. Yeah, true. Anyway, uh, right. So it's all right. I'm looking at pictures of, um, on IMDb of, of, um, Leah Ayres, who, who played, um, Janice. And there's a picture of her and Van Damme in bed. And, and I'm looking right at Van Damme's crotch with his pants. <laughs> Transfixed <laughs> by this bloody picture. I've got to come off that. Anyway look at that later um right so uh we did have a little bit of correspondence on this Ooh. one um oh crikey do, do you want to take it it's it's towards the bottom it's shawnee boy okay got it yep uh right so shawnee boy hello and thank you we we don't usually well we do ask don't we but we, we don't we don't yeah we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't claw for stuff like some people we don't beg but it's nice when people do yes so he's put oh man Watched this a lot on VHS with my friends back in my school days, along with other 80s classics. Just cracking up at all the cheesy dialogue and daft fight scenes. Yep. Uh, and then pa- Podcasto Cat Flappo, uh, at Podcat Flappo, uh, said, Hey, 60MW crew, the teaser trailer of The Last Kumatezo. Good old martial arts action with Rothrock Blanks et al. Um I did have a look at that, and I did watch it, and I thought oh, this could, this could be so bad. It's good. It's kind of uh, I don't think it's got anything to do with Bloodsport, but it's it has got no. it's got um, Matthias Hughes. Um, you made a spud of me. Oh, <laughs> he's in it. <laughs> Billy Blanks, fucking hell, Cynthia Rothrock. You know. Yeah. So. So, so we've got Cynthia Rothrock, a couple of other decent ones, but then we've got uh, everyone who's. Out of other shit, yes, ish films, um, marvelous. And then I don't, no, we don't normally do shout outs, but I did want to shout out um, Paul Stuntmaster at number one Stuntmaster, who's put a tweet out or X fucking post, whatever. Said um, <laughs> uh, at sixty MW podcast, listening to the Superman three show has made me buy the Superman box set. Great work, me and you. So that was nice of him, wasn't it? That is nice. That's excellent. I'm just hoping that he doesn't watch number three and think, what the fucking hell are they talking about? Yeah. Well, because you've only got two films to fall back on because you can't fall back on four. <laughs> no. Well, there you go. Um, right. So um, over to you. What is Ooh. the film that's going to kick off 2024 for us? <sighs> right. Uh, Where? Fifth season. Because we started in 20, uh, 2019. Yeah. Th- yeah. This was a shortened season. This was like what they did. Um, you know, you know, seasons of TV shows used to be twenty-two episodes, and they cut them down to like ten. Yeah, this year feels like a cut down. Feels like we were. It feels like we were. You know, not us, but it feels like you know the the gloved grasp of cancellation was hovering over us. So you know, um, so we had to cut back because they cut the budget. But it turns out we're back next year, so it's okay. Yeah. We've got another season. And as it turned out, I think we've done nine shows this year, which I know it's it's down a little bit from what we've normally done. But not by much. I mean, I think one no. year we did twelve shows. One, you know, we, we sort of do one a month generally. But yeah, I think we made it up towards the end. So oh, yeah, we've done, we've done fine. Once we knew we were allowed to come back for next season, uh, production ramped up, and the you know 
the got all our script writers in and everything, and it was it was a good. Yeah. yeah. So what what we're going to kick off with for right, for twenty twenty four? I can't believe I'm saying that, are, but still. Oh, yes, we're going to nineteen eighty seven. Okay. Good year. Good year for music. Yeah. Good year for film. Okay. So what are you thinking? Well, I think I, I, we've said before, Predator, RoboCop. Um, um, I th- we should have got it by now. <laughs> well, just from the year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, g- give me give me some clues then. Okay, we'll have some stars, shall we? Go on. Knowing me, I'm going to pick one of these random fucking names. You're going to go. Oh, he's that one. Right. Okay. Uh, ooh, uh, Penelope Sudrow. Oh no, no. Uh, Bradley Gregg. No. Lawrence Fishburne. Ooh, 1987. Uh, not Red Heat. No, you're right. Not Red Heat. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, um, Craig Wasson. No. Patricia Arquette. Ooh! Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Yes. Ah, look at that. There you go. Yes, you see, continuing my three calls. That sounds good. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't watched that for a good many years. Me neither. But it's it cured me of my fear of Freddy Krueger. Yes, it's the Freddy film where Freddy started to be funny. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. See, there you go. That's I, I didn't do too badly getting it from those. Did I? What did no, I get it from? Was it Patricia Arquette? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Lawrence Fishburne because he plays a, a like a an orderly or a, somebody in the hospital, doesn't he? Yes. That's it. So, yeah. Well, the only other two really I had to go through were it would have been Heather Langenkamp and Robert Englund. Oh, uh, yeah. If you hadn't got it after that, I would have just quit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, there you go. That's going to be a good one to start off twenty twenty four with. So. Um, I suppose worth saying thank you to everybody that's stuck with us this year. Uh, now we had a little bit of a break earlier on in the year, but thanks to everybody who listens. Um, thanks to, well, to you mainly, I suppose, as well for, for doing these shows with me. I, I, the only other podcast I record now is the entertainment show, um, and that's every couple of months. So, you know, this is this is the only one that I do regularly now, I guess. So, um Remember when you used to do like two a week? I know. I did go through a period. I think it was mainly during lockdown when um, we weren't doing anything else that we did. I seem to record a podcast every week. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we used to do same coin every so, week. Well, and then yeah. you'd, you'd then still do ones with Dave on top of that as well. I know. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I love doing these shows. They're really enjoyable and they're really fun. So hopefully people uh, still find them enjoyable and fun. And um, I think the thing is, like, even if a film's bad, and we haven't had that many of them, we can still have a good laugh about them. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, but when a film's good, such as, I suppose, this one, we can appreciate it even more. So I don't yeah. think we've had too m- There's nothing... I don't mind a film being bad, but it's when they're mediocre. That's the problem, isn't it? That's true, actually, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than a mediocre, bland film where there's almost nothing to talk about we haven't had many of them no. so that's good uh, right well we're, we're heading into the lengths of um a wall now there must be a thing about 
Van Damme films because we're, we're, we're coming up <laughs> to the same length as, as AWOL. <laughs> so, uh, but we're going to finish off with an awesome song, uh, obviously Fight to Survive. Um, but no, thank you. And, um, and thank you as well. Yeah. I'll... For, for e- equally as much. Without without you here, I wouldn't be here. Oh, well. And then this wouldn't exist. We, we, we complete each other with the yin yeah. and yang. End of the day, only do it because I like talking to you about films. Whether people, I hope some people do listen to it. I hope they find, you know, get something out of it. But for me, the main thing is just to chat chat with you about a film. Awesome. And and so, yep, we will be back in 2024 with um, with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: The Dream Warriors. Um, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah.